and welcome to the Film Vaulters. Uh, we are a film vault after show uh side show whatever you want to call it um where i will be interviewing people associated with the film vault or past you know listeners and past producers current producers maybe um but yeah so this is our second episode i obviously did my first episode with mrs florence bremer um so you can find that wherever podcasts are found and today, I'm very, very, very lucky to have our second guest be Mr. Gio Johnny himself, uh, or Giovanni. How are you, Gio? I'm great. Uh, first, I want to apologize. I think there's like three people in the film vault audience who just don't like me, and they have to hear me. I always feel bad for people have to deal with that, because there's some people on podcasts I can't stand. And then when they're all, oh, all the time, it drives me insane. But for the rest of you, uh, hey, how's it going? And for Mitch, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for being on. Do you podcast a lot? Oh, see, that's people don't even know the whole history. <laughs> it's so sad. Okay. I feel like there's every guy in his late 30s uh, who has any tech background has an old podcast he did that when you bring up podcasting, they're like, they chuckle themselves like, oh, you don't know my history in podcasting. And usually- This is my fifth. Usually they're wrong when they say that because it's just something nobody listened to. But I actually uh, helped launch the modern comedy podcast with the Adam Gorilla Show. People don't know what I did, what I was involved in that. Oh. It's actually oddly involved with me and the Film Vault and a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, then from that, I had the Geo podcast, which ran from 2010 till uh, I think 2014, right about there. Or no, 2017 actually, because uh, I got the job hosting Classic Love Line officially. This whole thing in 2013, uh, and then when I that show ended in 2016. And then when that ended, people were like, I want more of this. So I just basically killed my own podcast, uh, my own baby. I drowned it in a bathtub. And then I was like, all right, I'll just start doing classic <laughs> love line in my feed. Here you guys go. So then I just started doing that. Oh. And then for, and my show, which used to be essentially uh, clips of like old love line and then an interview with somebody related to it. That's why I first met Anderson on episode nine. It's a whole long story. We can get into that later too. We'll extrapolate. We'll go to the exe file and one zip it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's the whole thing. But I interviewed him and the show was like a loose format. I would just find thematic clips, whatever it was, do an interview. It was a very bizarre thing. It was written up in a bunch of articles, pod thoughts by Colin Marshall. Uh, that's a huge deal. It was part of Maximum Fun. Really smart dude. He wrote this brilliant review of it. Uh, the, the release was described as uh, surprising. Like, like this would be like weekly, monthly, because I'd come up like three in a day sometimes and not fun for, run for like a month. Uh, wow. And it was, it was a really well uh, received thing. It was actually the only thing I've ever done that people liked. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it was, it was cool. And that was my personal show. And then I had this other thing called Pod Gods I do still with a guy from the message board I met while I was where we Film Vault actually also originates from. And I've never yeah. met him in real life. I don't know what he actually looks like. I don't know his real name. We've been doing a podcast <laughs> together for almost 11 years. And he's Holy my closest shit. friend, and I don't know anything about him, except I know like you know I know his wife. Uh, he has multiple yeah, kids. Yeah, he has a wife, and, and I know what yeah. industry he works in. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, we're wow. never going to meet. No, I, I that's what I mean. Like I live in Canada, and I would love to. He meet He also lives some in Canada. These... Oh, okay. Well, there you go. BC and I'd love area, to meet like you maybe. and and yeah, Anderson one day and Brian, but. Will it ever happen? I don't know. I'd love to take a drive down to LA. I've still never met Anderson in person. We've been dodging each other for over a decade. Met Brian several okay. times. 
You can easily meet oh, both okay. of them. I can arrange for you to meet both of them. That is t- quite possible. Florence <laughs> can set it up. That is entirely yeah. in the cards for you. It's a $239 plane ticket. I'm sure we can raise the funds. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm going to do it. Um, and I would, I mean, if they would let me, I'd love to be, you know, like a little co-host, right, for the day or be there. You know, if Avery's not going to be there, be there. Wow. Well, no, fuck. I can't produce. Never mind. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. But you I know. Do it. He just shows you how to uh, do it. Uh, Brian let a guy produce as a charity winner on the Adam Carolla show, of all things, with a segment. Oh, wow. Guy stepped in, did fun. Oh. Yeah, that's good. They can show you how to do mm. it. You can, you'd have fun. It'll be fine. You're funny. You're drinking um, a Corona beer for people who can't see. Mm-hmm. That is a weird BC thing. The last time I had a Corona was in BC. It's a Canada thing for me. I don't know why. Why does Canada like Corona? I feel like I feel like you guys wouldn't. I was at a Benny's Bagels and they only had Corona beers. Summer is like summer is such a big deal for us, and I know that sounds stupid no, because it is a big deal for everyone. No, no, it's, it's but, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it's a thing. And, yeah, exactly. So it's like, um, and I drink it because I'm gluten free, and it's the only one that doesn't. Oh, cool. Uh, really affect my stomach as much. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I don't know why it is such a big. You thing, would expect it. You'd you like, know, they drink Corona beers. Yeah, yeah, they do. They're not snobs. Because you go down like, to Mexico. You think they're like and... uh, beer snobs. They're like, no, they won't drink Kokani or like uh, some crap they send down here. But other than that, they're totally fine. I will drink everything, like anything, but if I have more than a couple of some that are like, you know, really wheat based, then uh, I'm in the bathroom. So that's fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, So I have the TFV timeline up. I want to get right into that. that I had a random thought right before we started. I've never thought this before. Everyone should have thought this. Nobody's brought it up. It's kind of like it's barbarian. There's one guy who hates Uh when the film vault brings it up still, even though it doesn't come up that much. And they're not going to bring up any further, so don't complain. Uh, nobody's brought this up. Like the tape list that nobody had put on IMDb until Brian told me to <laughs> add it there. Uh, what did he do with the Suns? Oh. Why okay, so for them? anyone listening, what he's talking about is the 2022 movie, horror movie Barbarian, uh, which has been over-talked on the film vault. But uh, <laughs> I I really like it. I gave it three and a half stars. It's Regardless probably a little low. About, I just like when they, they dig in on a movie, even if it's a movie I don't particularly like. Sometimes Me too. Even, I love that. They even shit on stuff I like. like I, the only movie I ever had them watch was Last Action Hero, and they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But you can't get it on the first viewing. It took me seven over 30 years to actually like it. And there's a whole history mm-hmm. with everybody saying it was a bomb and I was a child and like they forced this idea in my head. And, it, and I finally figured out what the movie is, but I can't make them watch it seven times. So, <laughs> well, if you pay for them to rewatch a movie. I've tried. I said, if I pay you guys to watch it seven times, they're like, no, we won't do that. Well, I, I, that's a really great question. And yeah, in the movie Barbarian, what? there's a thing where there may be babies of some kind that's spoiling anything. <laughs> of some kind. And what did they do with the sons? Yep. I'm not going to tell you what they do with the daughters. No, but what, what do they do with the sons? I, I assume death. Yeah, but, it's got to uh, be, right? It's got to be ground up and fed It's got to be. Yeah. Uh, but, wow. That makes that. And the other thing that we brings up is those catacombs. Darker. Was that a uh, literal underground railroad for slaves to escape to Canada? Was it something even more sinister and more ancient? What? What? Because he didn't dig all that. It was connected to something. That was See, you don't. You, okay, so that's where the movie. I it went right over my head. I was, you know, I'm like. Why does this guy have this in his basement and nobody knows about it? If you look it? at the construction, it's hand dug until a certain point, and then it's then everything's perfect. And there's like a weird right. arch and like a thing. It's like what so the, maybe, what's over there? 
he must have knew it was there or stumbled right? upon it. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm going to wow. do this horrible plan and I'm going to need a place to do this. He's like, what's it down here? Oh. Well, I just happened to dig it, here and there's this thing. <laughs> Instead of uh, telling the local government and finding this historical landmark and letting cave explorers come, I'm just going to throw dead babies in here. It's probably a good idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So, anyone uh, watch Barbarian. Yeah. I think it's any still not horror spoiled fan on. You don't know what we're talking it. about. You won't know. So no, we don't know what we're talking about. You'll get halfway no. through and you still won't know. Yeah. Like, what's um, this? <laughs> Uh, so do we want to go through this? Oh, I do. The, I've been really liked the it. Yeah, timeline? I've been uh, building okay. this timeline up before this interview. Uh, because, okay. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I, I figured awesome. that a lot of people don't know the whole history of the film vault. Brian and Anderson don't actually fully know it. We've tried to talk about it on air several times. Me and yeah. uh, Anderson and Brian never talk off air. I could call them all the time. I don't ever. And as far as no. my emails go, I'll show you a couple examples, like the one with uh, Phoenix Wright. It's like a paragraph, mm-hmm. and they kept saying how long it was. It's like, are you guys – how old are you? Are you, like, retarded? They just like to over-exaggerate. I know, but it's really, it's really short. I know. I'll, I'll send you a copy. It's funny. They introduced them the idea of Phoenix Wright, which they also enjoyed, <laughs> which made me uh, made me very happy. But nobody knows this history of TFV, and every time me and Anderson and Brian try to address it, we get so excited talking about other stuff, like when you talk to somebody you haven't talked to in a long time, they just skip over to yeah. some other tangent, and it never actually well, gets addressed. When Brian was sick in the hospital and you got – you and Anderson did your episode. Patreon bonus episode like, of Film Vault. Yeah. Yeah. And he was so – he was so ready to get off the phone because he had to go pick up Atticus. Yep. And and I was like – it made my – it made me anxious because I just wanted to hear more of what you had I know, to say. I know. And I was living and then, <laughs> Yeah. And then you would go on another tangent and he's like he's like, man, I love you. Gio, I got to go. And you're like, okay, but <laughs> – and it made me so happy. Uh, it was a great episode. Uh, it was a lot, it was a lot um, of fun, yeah. It was great. It's always yeah, fun when they come out well when you're trying. Sometimes they don't. Uh, there was an episode no. where this movies used to have a podcast for a minute, and she interviewed me, and it was a really weird oh, vibe. Okay. And like her husband was listening in the corner, and I think he was like playing Mortal Kombat. I think it was nine at the time. It was just Mortal Kombat. And uh, he played uh, the character Striker. It's weird I remember this. I, I don't even know the guy. And I met her at the time. I, I knew her, but it just didn't have good flow. And then she couldn't think of like movie uh, titles and stuff. <clears throat> she like, emailed me a month later, like, "Is it okay if we don't air this?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." So I'm on a lost <laughs> episode of this movie's podcast. It was so bad that she couldn't air. Does she still have the podcast? No, no, I long, don't long think time so. ago. Yeah, so it's before think she, she started did. working with the schmoes, and I think before she left TFE. So the TFE timeline thing- isn't finished. I only have it up till 2012 so far. It doesn't have the departure of Miss Movies, which wasn't controversial. She just moved on to something else. It wasn't even a thing. No, of course. She I wasn't even like a no, regular was- cast member. It was just, it was just weird. It was just kind of like, no. oh, she just helps out and does this. And then yeah, when the Diana- I was there. And- yeah, it doesn't have when Diana Vanicamp came in or Logan's departure or Avery starting, but I'm mm-hmm. going to add all that. And most listeners kind of know mm-hmm. all that stuff, and it's not as eventful. It's just kind of the podcast is independent, producer like Yeah. yeah. Different Miss Movies came on, different Miss Movies came on. Not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, the biggest things are the moves from, mm-hmm. you know, the orange couch to the, uh, well, where do they go next? Well, uh, let's, start, let's start. So I guess the origins start. of the TV timeline, we'll start back in June mm-hmm. 99. Anderson starts working at Loveline. So he, he'd begun working with Pharrell, who's yeah. like a sports reporter, radio personality. Oh, I was thinking like. He talks like this. Uh, he's got like a crazy <laughs> voice. And, I was uh, thinking, are you happy? <laughs> not that one. No, no. Not that, okay. that, that guy's great. This is a, a white guy, I'm presuming. I've never actually seen him. Older. His name is Scott Farrell. Okay. He's just a really burnt out guy. And David Letterman's a huge fan of his, oddly enough. That's what Anderson Okay. Was. I was like, what? How does and that And Corolla was at Loveline when Anderson yep. started. In 99, Corolla had been there since, uh, uh, let's see, he started in October 1st, 95. <clears throat> 
and they had Mike okay. Bailey as the engineer. Mike was moving okay. on. He eventually went to the Game Show Network, Price is Right. He was the engineer oh. for Price is Right for the longest time. I think he still is. Uh, Lakers. That's good money. He does everything. So Mike was this wow. great engineer. Uh, him and Adam hung out once and got really drunk and like left beers and alcohol outside on the porch, half drunk. Other than that, they had like no real- At Love Line? Yeah, well, after a show. Other than that, they had like yeah. no connection. Yeah. So they just kind of got along. He was a good engineer. He played drops. Anderson comes in and he's getting trained. And the first night of his show is Pennywise's return to Love Line. Pennywise return. And the first time they were on, they uh, vomited on Dr. Drew. Uh, one guy, the Fletcher, he's like six, five, I think he was like three twenty or something. He was some crazy huge man. Drew would always uh, exaggerate and say he could palm your back, but picture a man with a hand large enough that Dr. Drew would say he could palm your back. That's how big this man is. Wow. And so wow. it's come out years later that Ricky Rackman, the co-host of the time, this predates Adam. This is 1994. This is the first time they came on. Okay. Okay. Prepped them and told them to come on and get drunk and mess with Drew and attack him. And this is Ricky's new story as of 2017. He's never revealed before. Before, it was just they got drunk, came on the show. Pennywise never said anybody told them to do it. Maybe Ricky's trying to grasp at some sort of extra connection to, like, events that happened. Who knows? Maybe he did tell so them. So Pennywise – who's Pennywise? I'm sorry. I got lost there. Oh, you did break up there. Like – oh, I, I just – who's Pennywise? I'm sorry. You're breaking up a little bit. Let's, let's, let's stop. Let's see what's going on. Is it Zoom? Oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on here. I'll just – Shouldn't be anything. Can you hear me now? Oh, you're fine. Yeah, you're just breaking up. Uh, if, if we mark this time-wise, you can cut it out so it's not so choppy. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Pennywise, come on in 94. Uh, get drunk. Yeah. Pete's the whole show. Oh, now you break up again. But I, but I don't know who Pennywise is. Oh, Pennywise is a band. They're a punk band uh, out of California. Oh. Uh, okay. Couple... Sorry. That's where you kind of lost me. Oh, uh, yeah. So, not the clown. But yeah, we're, our, your yeah that's, still... a, that's Your audio's break up a bit. I think, we're, I think the videos uh, mess us up. You want to go audio only? Yeah, we'll do audio only. Uh, It'll save us some bandwidth. Yeah. Usually, Although I do like looking at you. In your background, you have the coolest Predator pop I've ever seen. It's Conan. Yeah, I've got a great. And that's Conan O'Brien? Yeah, that's Conan as a a Predator. Um, Stop video. Okay. Conan O'Brien is a different kind of Predator. (laughs) I'm sorry. I love Conan. Has, has he ever been accused of something like that? No, not at all. Okay. The opposite. All right. Yeah. Adam actually hates him because uh, Lisa Cushell, uh, I think it was her name at the time. She's uh, got married and changed. She's a famous uh, actor. She was on Dr. Katz, a couple other things. She has a bunch of roles okay. she's done. She's famous for being having a very large chest and being very desired by all the men in the LA comedy community. And uh, oh. she was in a Conan, and uh, he basically said, no, I'm too sad about my last breakup. I don't want to be with you. And everybody's like, what? And it's like all these guys with the L.A. comedy community from the early 90s are mad at him because the one they all had a crush on, he was like, no, thanks. I'm sad. Well, that's a, that's a really dumb reason, but I well, mean. Well, then also Adam was on Conan twice, and there's a whole thing where he got banned, soft banned from the show because the second booking, he called the audience a bunch of lesbians because they didn't react well to one of his jokes. And then Conan did oh. his classic push away from the desk move as opposed to like supporting him. Yeah. And it, it does not play well. As Adam's biggest fan, it is a moment where like, ew, no wonder he didn't want him back. But then they tried to lie and say they didn't book teams but when Jimmy was supposed to be on uh, after 9-11. Mm-hmm. There were only people in uh, New York. And he's like, well, actually, that worked, but I was on Conan once before with Dr. Drew before I was on Solo. So you just didn't like my last appearance and you don't want to tell me. Yeah. Um, I think Adam has kind of – the celebrity world has kind of distanced themselves from – Oh, yeah. 
I mean, Adam, I mean, the, it's, so. it's so it's all by it's inadvertent to series of events. Like his tweeting and stuff. It's like it's so late in the game where he should have been tweeting like the way he is now or was two years ago back in 2010 when James Gunn, Chris Hardwick, all these other guys were. See, back then you yeah. can have these crazy outlandish tweets, whether they're serious or jokes, yeah. and they weren't going to do anything. But then once you get yeah. like, into it at this stage, he stepped in. He like he's on stage one of being on Twitter, and everybody else is on stage twelve. And yeah. <laughs> it, it's not even like a. It's not even a. It's it's more of just like oh you're like, it's 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 pathetic, but not it's in a shock mean way. and yeah, he, it's just kind of he just doesn't know how it's to kind of him just yet. trying to get attention. It's not, it's not even that. It's more of like he's like tweeting when he's angry or tweeting at night when he's yeah like oh yeah or reacting something and he's angry and not a lot context. It, it's uh, it doesn't help, and he knows it doesn't help. When he yeah. talks about online, and uh, it's it's all that's a whole other thing. It's, it's oh man, I have so much. It's, it, I love the man so much, and uh, it's it's. I wish I could help with so many more things. But back to Pennywise, they're on Love Line. Fletcher is mm-hmm. apparently instructed to drink tequila and eat pizza, whatever. We only have a small clip of this. He shoves his hand down his throat, and makes himself vomit all over Doctor Drew. At the time, Adam had just started doing stuff on the Kevin and Bean Morning Show on the same station. He built lockers for them to put their stuff. Okay. And for all the radio personnel, so Doctor Drew climbs up on these like foot lockers as Fletcher's vomiting on him, and he starts punching him in the face. So Fletcher's vomiting on him, holding him against a wall, and Dr. Drew's full on decking him. And the other band members have been band members with Fletcher for years. They're on, their own band member eventually, I think, blows brains out. So like, these are hardcore dudes where one is going to blow his brains out with a shotgun after this for unrelated reasons. And they said they couldn't Whoa. believe that somebody would ever punch Fletcher, let alone Dr. Drew. They've never seen anybody fight back against him. And Drew's like full And on. do we know what started the fight? Uh, nothing. He was, I guess Ricky had told them to have something crazy happen on the show, and Fletcher was just drinking tequila nonstop, eating pizza, and just... Jesus. So we, we don't know wow. the origins of that. Anyways, after all these years banned, they're finally coming back to promote their second album. So they have Straight Ahead and they have Full Circle. Straight Ahead is a second album. It's a masterpiece. It has a song, Alien. It was a big uh, hit on radio and, and has had a video that played on much music. It also played on the okay. Fox channels. It got no MTV play because they were a punk band. Uh, yeah. Really cool song. Great. They're coming on. It's going to be great. Anderson's First Night. So uh, Fletcher gets drunk mm-hmm. again. This time he says he has a grenade. He's taking them all hostage. The police show up. It's madness. Uh, decades later, <laughs> or over a decade later, we got the video from Engineer Mike, the first engineer, or the, the one that was there with uh, training Anderson. Yeah. So online, you can watch the video of the police showing up and uh, between commercials, Adam begging Fletcher to let them go. Fletcher saying, no, he's going to take them to Poo Poo City this time. And he's going to blow them all with a grenade. Eventually, he was apprehended. Did he have a grenade? No, but he was he was he was arrested. The SWAT team came. It was madness. And Adam's just sitting the whole time. He's like, he grabs one of their beers. He just starts drinking it. He's like, well, I'm leaving at midnight no matter what. So I don't care what you say is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is shock jock stuff. I love it. That's, yeah, Adam's just they more, really got their name. Adam's like a boxer, so he, he wasn't like he wasn't bragging. Like he would have just punched him and knocked him unconscious. Adam Carolla was a boxer. Oh yeah, he trained boxing. Yeah, he's a, he's an expert. Oh, I didn't boxer. know that. He's got perfect wow. timing, and, and it, uh, it was great. There's a great story where uh, Denzel Washington uh, training mm-hmm. for um, Hurricane. Uh, he has a mm-hmm. they have the same boxing trainer, this guy Terry, and Terry uh, loves Adam because Adam has unreal balance. Like one day Terry's like, mm-hmm. "How can you balance like that?" He's like he's a black man in his 30s or 40s, younger than Adam, uh, and he goes, "Let me try something." He goes, "Stand on this medicine ball." So he starts like having Adam standing on smaller and smaller, more difficult balls to stand on while he's throwing balls at him. Like stand on this yoga ball and throw a medicine ball. You see if you can catch it, and they just keep seeing what you can do. And so one day uh, Denzel's like. Come on, Terry, tell me. Who, out of all the actors, who's the best? Who's the best boxer? He's like, Adam Carolla, straight up. Better than, he's like, wow. not even for an actor. He's like, just the best boxer. He's great. 
would never have that idea. Yeah, I would talking, never have had an his idea. His hands are destroyed wow. from holding focus pads. He has uh, sores and wounds all over it. Drew's yeah. drain them live on air with Anderson watching, uh, only to infect them and make them worse. He has all kinds of problems from it. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it, huh. Partly how he kind of got in the industry, but not really. He was, it was it's kind of just part of the whole thing. He, he was, uh, was going to train Jimmy Kimmel to fight the maintenance man on the morning show. And he actually wanted to train <laughs> the maintenance man because he thought he'd have a better odds. He'd been on the station longer and he got saddled with Kimmel. That led to them becoming friends and everything else. And Loveline's completely wow. separate than that. that. But anyway, so uh, Anderson's first night on Loveline, the worst it could possibly be. Trial by fire. I mean, almost literally cops are their guns on their hip. And it's crazy. Uh, the Fletcher smashed his own security guard. who's supposed to help him into the door and like, try, try to break his head open. It's all on video. You can watch all this. It's crazy. So, wow. Uh, and do you think was – and I, I don't know how much of this Anderson would – care about but he's pretty open about his drug use was he kind was he th- doing drugs at this stage and probably a his lot best of this... behavior that night but of course he was yeah this is the air yeah this is when he was like sleep on people's couches trying to yeah. crash the station so he probably was like wow this place is for me yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like these guys are not a party yeah exactly i can handle this uh this kind of vibe yeah. so that's interesting oh mike you didn't say but you guys the... were cool yeah, <laughs> so Mike trained him, and then Mike left to go work as uh, Game Show uh, Network. And then eventually, prices right. Show yeah, basically, like, he was also working with Tom Likas at the time, who was a local broadcaster. His whole thing was don't spend more than forty mm-hmm. bucks on a date. He's a zoftig short man, uh, <laughs> very unattractive, you know, red faced all the time. Part of why he's so angry at women, I assume. And his whole thing was just about dump that bitch, and he was very popular. Oh. Yeah, Los I, Angeles, I, I've, I've heard that. Los Angeles and Seattle play on drive time all the time. It was a great indicator if you were in somebody's car who's a bad person. Mm. So, and then Anderson has a blissful two years. Yep, and then r- roughly right before, around this is when Brian comes in. So Brian gets hired at yeah. uh, K-Rock, the mother station, to do screen calls. Uh-huh. He really wanted to be on Loveline. I think it took less than a year, roughly. So I think he came on there about 2001. And then by 2002, mm-hmm. we have the exact dates. We're going to fill this out. Uh, Brian yeah. was on Loveline. Yeah. And Loveline wasn't okay. recorded. The mother station was recorded uh, about t- 10 minutes away. This place called Westwood One. There's a whole contract rights issue. That's another thing that comes into play. But so he finally got to leave the downtown building and go to this little crappy ski chalet, as they called it, and screen phone calls <laughs> in the same room as Anderson uh, across yeah. from Adam and Drew. And, okay, so he was screening calls there, and Anderson was the mixer, producer, board. The engineer, yeah. Engineer Anderson. Engineer. Okay. So then it's going well. February 2003 is when when the real beat starts. Yeah, so what happened is, I guess it was about a year of Brian, you know, uh, excited puppy, and Anderson, Mm -hmm. the mean, angry dog. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Uh, they have this weird relationship at Loveline. Anderson, like a, a drugged out thug, you know, living on the streets. Uh, Brian, this sweet boy who doesn't understand how the world works, trying to do his King of the Hill impression for Pamela Adlon, who's being kind, even though it's midnight and she doesn't want to hear his King of the Hill impression. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he finally convinces Anderson, let's do a show together because Brian has always been more eager. He definitely wants to be on air talent. It's just a thing he's had. Anderson, yep. I think he always did too. He's good at it. Yeah, look, they both are. But I think Anderson yeah. has the same thing he has with his filmmaking where he self-sabotages and he won't believe himself. Where like he's writing a screenplay at Loveline and the dude from It's Always Sunny is like, you write screenplays, Anderson? Let me take a look. Anderson's like, no, 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 it's not for you. <laughs> but like he really, in reality, he probably would have liked to show it to him. And that's what he says nowadays is he should have and he would self-sabotage. So 
whatever Brian's able to strike, whatever chord, he's able to convince Anderson, let's record a show. February 2003, they sit down in a studio, they make real beat. They record it to a CD, uh, which still exists and still <laughs> plays. And they, they played this so, recording in the f- Patreon feed, I believe. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. And so essentially, this month right now is 20 years? 20 years of the no. film vault. Yeah, this month is 20 years of the film vault. It wasn't called that in the first recording, but it's them talking about movies. It's the same show. It, it's, it's, the tw- it's the same. Exactly. Wow. And they still talk it, about well, real I'm, beat to this day and what a dumb title this. That is, uh, I'm going to put that in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, this month is Film Vault Month. And they oh, actually wrote so February exciting. 2003 on the disc, too. So it's not even a thing where you can go, eh, maybe it's 2004. No, no, you guys wrote that on the disc. Yeah. I wish, we knew, I wish we knew the exact day. <laughs> I, we could actually probably figure that out. Based yeah. on what they say in the recording, it'll reveal who the guest on Loveline was. It'll reveal what day it is. And you, so... Do you have these CDs and these recordings? Uh, Real Beat Anderson transferred, posted the picture. I have the recording. It's on Patreon. But yeah, I, have, I, I archive mm-hmm. everything. Okay, cool. Um, so February 2003. So they're doing this. This is a separate show, but at the Loveline studio. There's, yeah, te- they're doing like a test pilot. Like, do we have chemistry? Can this be a thing? Yeah. And then they and... don't do anything else with it. And this is the orange couch, right? No, no. This is just Loveline at Westwood One. This is before Crowley has a podcast. This is like a podcast didn't even really exist yet. So RSS technology yeah. was added to uh, – was podcasting was essentially added to RSS technology, like to add an MP3 enclosure. And that's mm-hmm. why Adam Curry gets credit for inventing podcasting. He didn't invent RSS. He just told the guy that did it. He goes, hey, what if you put a thing in there so I could put like an MP3 <laughs> And meanwhile, all of us okay. Loveline fans were already exchanging MP3s across the internet. It was actually the first thing that was exchanged on Napster. Yeah. It was music and Loveline. Not Howard Stern, not any other show, Loveline. And wow. all the early podcasts used the exact same encoding standards of Loveline that fans used. And they weren't the lowest settings. They were specific settings. 6444. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate those goddamn settings. <laughs> and so all these podcasts that started, they started using these settings. So everybody knows where it actually came from. But the RSS feed part, the part where it automatically shows up on your computer and then your device, that's Adam Curry telling a guy who actually invented something, hey, why don't we put that there? That somebody eventually in the community would have had added anyway. But, you know, people yeah. who don't actually do anything like the Billy Mitchells of the world have to stick to something they did <laughs> that they didn't actually do. Um, I would have to look up who Billy Mitchell is. Ah, uh, King of Kong. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Big fake. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting the busted big... all the time. Oh, yes, he's in the news. Yes, yes. They're, they're, they're busting yeah. on everything. They, they've caught him in every lie. And and we love the documentary so much. And now it's like, do we? Should I even go back and watch it? Like, I don't know. Well, no, the, the, the hero is good. The bad guy, Billy Mitchell, the one that was they thought was a liar, that was a cheater, and they couldn't prove it. They've now oh, okay. the history has now proven it because of the documentary. So the documentary nice. has made Steve even more of a hero and made everybody else more pathetic, including my favorite guy, the guy that shows up in the brand new shirt. I'm so that guy. He didn't wash it or iron it <laughs> wear it first, and it, they go, "Is that new shirt?" He's like, "No, no, it's not." But it's you can see that it just came out of the packaging, dude. I think yeah, it's the needles. The, in. Yeah, <laughs> the people are pulling out the the. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, uh, yeah the, essentially that's so. how podcasting started. And then like 2004, podcasts were starting to become a thing because there's uh, iPods and stuff. And there was actually mm-hmm. podcasts for Battlestar Galactica, the show. They would record podcasts instead of commentaries. And then when the DVD mm-hmm. set came out, they put them all in the DVD sets. And that was the first place I actually saw the word podcast. I'm like, 
what the? I want commentaries. What are these podcasts? I don't want like some like, mini-sode thing where you record five minutes. I want you to watch the whole episode. And that's exactly what it was, but they were calling them podcasts because they were trying to use this new format. It was very upsetting to me at the time. But anyway, so we'll go ahead. They don't do anything real beat. And then we're in 2005. Brian's fired from Loveline over some bullshit. He had a blog okay. he was doing on the Loveline Companion Forum. A mixture of hardcore fans were normal. A lot of crazy people, people asking for really weird stuff all the time and like having fits, going crazy on Adam and Drew. Basically, a, a place that Adam and Drew tried to be a part of, but because it was so unpoliced and unmoderated, they had to leave very shortly after. And it became kind of just like a, a crazy place. So the blog is what got him fired because it was just a it was a just shit an honest blog. I can give you the, the entry. It's nothing. It was like uh, Adam mm-hmm. and Drew said we we're getting too many of these kind of calls. Asked for these other kind. Somebody saw that, huh. told Drew's wife, got back to Drew, and then somehow Brian got fired. It got blamed on Drew. We're still not sure if Drew wanted him fired, or did anything, or even knows what actually happened. But Drew was so, used as a cudgel or a cudgel to fire Brian. But who was in power to because wasn't Adam in power of Loveline? Well, Adam and Drew technically were the, the hosts, but nobody respected them. So that's the whole thing is Anderson like, you're not my boss, dude. You don't pay my checks. Even though now Anderson says, right. no, he actually was my boss. I should have been more respectful. But so the, and, and Anderson, Adam just didn't care. He just leave. And then uh, but Drew has other people around him who do care. Sometimes his agents, sometimes other people, and they do step in. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So Brian okay. was fired over something he didn't do. There was nothing wrong with what he did saying that they didn't want these kind of calls. He wasn't being harsh or shitty or anything. Uh, Adam note, note takes note that Brian was fired. It was shitty. Adam's also being screwed over at this time. It's the 2005. Instead of uh, getting the same contract offer, they've been getting the entire time. Cause when, before Adam started, love line was not syndicated. Drew did it for okay. free for years since 1983. Yeah. I was born. He wasn't actually even paid. I think until 93, when poor man, the host of the time tried to do a stunt where he went to Kevin or beans house in the middle of the night with a bunch of audience members which resulted in being fired. <laughs> and their guest that night, Ricky Rackman, producer Ann of Loveline, said, can you just stick around and be the host now? And he became a co-host. And that's, wow. right, that's right around when they started doing it. Uh, the 93, they started doing five nights a week. Drew started getting a check. It wasn't much of public service anymore, but it was a small check. And then when so Adam that was Loveline. Adam came on, they syndicated, and they instantly started getting million-dollar paychecks. Wow. Favored Nations. Wow. It was 999, or something. And they got the exact same amount every single year because of Adam. And Adam never asked for more. The final year they go, Adam, mm-hmm. you're going to get 200 grand. Drew, you get 995. Turns out they wanted Adam to go. The last two years, he was dominating the show in 04 and 05. But mm-hmm. 05 hadn't happened yet. This was the beginning of 05. So they were just hedging their bets. And they, they did admit they wanted a younger Hispanic male to take over the show who was hilarious and would bring them a whole new audience which they never actually hmm. found. No. I mean... They, 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 Mike Catherwood's close, I guess, technically, but it, it wasn't what they were looking for, and there was another couple of white guys in between. They had a bunch of guest yeah. hosts. Uh, Burt Kreischer came on there, told the machine story for the first time. Uh, it led to him telling it on stage. Uh, it, was, it was the whole thing. But So uh, Adam was screwed over that hmm. year. He's leaving Love Line. It's his last year because he tells Drew, hey, don't sign the contract. Don't sign the contract. We'll, we'll go on this together. We'll make them fix it. Drew's wife, uh, you know, agent, every pressures him. He signs it. Adam and Drew have since mended fences. Adam doesn't hold grudges. He understands Drew's nature. Drew accepts mm-hmm. him saying this out loud. Uh, yeah. And so uh, Adam left, and he got two TV shows. One was the Adam Carolla Project. It was a construction show where he's going to remodel his dad's old house for his dad who can then sell it and get all the money. 
And then the other one was uh, Too Late with Adam Carolla. Uh, I think this okay. was right around either it's right before uh, the Colbert show, the Colbert Report, yeah. or it's right uh, before and it became after his show. I can't remember the exact timing. He might predate the Colbert Report. I think he was in that time slot. And when his show was canceled, then Colbert started, I think. Or he was following Colbert. But he was right after The Daily Show. He was right in that time slot on the Comedy Central. Oh, well, that's a good a, slot. Yeah, it was 2005, the fall. Interview format, 20 plus minutes. Funny little bits. Adam talks to 1780s guy. It's basically him and Ben mm-hmm. Franklin walking down the street. And it goes, Adam explains something crazy. And then 17, uh, 17 years go, what do you mean? They, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Adam would just sit there and he'd, mm-hmm. he'd like hunch his shoulders and goes, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and it was like some modern thing that doesn't make sense to anybody. And there's a funny little bit. And then it was be an interview with a celebrity for most of the episode. Brian ended up working there because Adam was like, you know, it was shitty how you got fired. I like your moxie. And it was funny. Uh, in the tapes that Anderson eventually gave me that when he got, when the love line shut down, we're skipping ahead, of course, there was a floppy yep. diskette, black, oh, wow. unlabeled, on this floppy disk, which I had to buy a USB floppy drive to open. Yeah, I was going to ask. Called <laughs> Brian's 2005 resume. <laughs> he just left it at the studio. So he knew he was going to fire his resume that night and just left it. <laughs> so all the, all while this is happening, Brian being fired and then being taken on by Adam Carolla on the Too Late Show, mm-hmm. Real Beat is still happening. No, it hasn't. Right? It's only, only the one episode. They taped the one episode and then nothing. Oh, so then it's, it's there was one episode in 2003 and then nothing happened for a few years. Nothing at all. And so uh, oh, then 2006 okay. happens. Adam's uh, Too Late ends. It got one run. They didn't do another order. Uh, the Adam Carolla project w- could have got another season, but the w- uh, the executive's wife didn't like something about the show, so they buried mm-hmm. it and didn't promote it. I guess that was the the rumor uh, why the show didn't because it was a huge hit. Everybody loved Too Late. People the Too Late it. show. It's called uh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, I confused, confused it. Too Late's the Comedy Central one. That's the one Brian worked. Yeah. The Adam Carolla project so the, is the one that uh, the wife, yeah, the executive's gonna, wife hated. Yeah. And that's the one that gets the crazy good reviews and people still talk about. It's considered really? like one of the best home improvement shows ever done. I have heard of it, but in the zeitgeist at some point, I mean, I was 16 at this time. Yep. so. And also it's, it's yeah. a U.S. thing, but it was on TLC. And then in 2006. Well, we, yeah, my mom was obsessed with TLC, most so moms are, I yeah. watched a lot of stuff, yeah. I had, a, I had a buddy who had a living girlfriend at this time. So this was a, it was a couple of years later, actually. It was a couple of years prior to this. And uh, she didn't want him watching any TV. He was still a teenager back then. And so she put a towel over his TV with like heavy candles and stuff on top of it. And then she would unfurl the towel and turn on only the channels he was allowed to watch, which were TLC. And she also put used the V-chip to block them, but she didn't trust it. So there was like a year when my buddy only watched TLC and Animal Planet. And I was trying to what is wrong with you? He, I mean – they're fun to watch, like, you know, in short bursts. But well, sure, but not I as your would... only content, like a prisoner, because exactly. you have a, a weird teenage girlfriend who's underage living with you, even though you're a teenager and your mom's cool with it, and I'm not cool with it as your friend. So that, that was that. <laughs> so 2006, uh, Brian is hired as the phone screener. So this is kind of uh, back, you know, it's kind of a demotion almost back to instead of being, you know, somebody who's helping on the production of a TV show, he's now screening calls again on Adam Kroll's brand new morning show that they've been working towards. On KLSX, a, a competing station at K-Rock, he's taking over for Howard Stern in the mornings who's gone to Sirius. And across yes. the U.S., they put David Lee Roth on the East Coast, who lasted a few weeks, mm. turned out. Yeah. Uh, Man Cow, who was already doing a radio show in Chicago, and uh, he just never caught on. I think he's like a crazy religious guy now. Uh, 
so kind of like a mini Alex Jones type, I guess, but not as bad. Yeah. And then there was Adam on the West Coast. And Adam had like 14 markets. He was number one in like Seattle and Vegas, which he would say the dumbest city and the, and the smartest city. It was like, was Adam doing this and Too Late or was uh, that Too Late Adam's? wrapped up. So Too Late was fall. Okay. And it was over by December okay. and Brian was fired. Okay. Uh, Adam Cole okay. Project was fall. It was over. And then they did like test shows all December and they started in January and he was just doing the morning show. Okay. Okay. And so the morning show's going good. Brian's uh, you know doing calls. I didn't call in, so I don't know. I was listening to the show. I remember uh, you know huge Love Line fan possible. I'm at some weird uh, place. I don't want to be with people. I want to be. And then it's like the middle of the night. I'm like, I'm leaving. I don't want to be here anymore. You guys are weird. And so I'm driving home in my uh, Nissan 240SX with the timing chain about to snap. My job outsourced. Uh, no unemployment. No money. Driving home from the mountains because I gave somebody a ride home. Unsure if my timing chain is going to snap in the middle of nowhere, where I could actually be mauled by wildlife, like on this side road, <laughs> like next to I-9. Oh. And uh, it's right as the morning show is starting, and it comes on. It's not even fully light out yet, and I hear Dave Damashek, who's like this very Pittsburgh voice. He's not Adam Carolla. And I never once in my mind thought that anybody else would be on the show besides Adam. And, of course, there's mm. a news girl, and there's Dave, and none of these voices are Drew. And I wanted wow. Anderson to carry over and be the engineer for the show, but that was never going to happen. And we found out years later, uh, Jimmy Kimmel ordered uh, Anderson cannot come over to the show because Adam hates him so much. And this was like a running thing where everyone on Adam's behalf yeah. would say, Anderson needs to stay away because Adam can't stand the guy. Meanwhile, they had like three or four interactions on air that were uh, not even hostile, just like, just Anderson just pushed the buttons. Like that's the worst they got. Yeah. That's I've the, heard them talk a lot about yeah, it. Yeah, that's the, that's the worst it got. Yeah. Like, it's not even like, I'll yeah. fire you, I hate you. It was like, just push the buttons. Meanwhile, Stryker, yeah. the guy that got the job after Adam, oh yeah, because Anderson was playing drops of, you're a lesbian, you're a lesbian, Dr. Drew, while they were talking to Lindsay Lohan, who was living with Samantha Ronson at the time, he ran in the back room, started punching Anderson and smashing his board. <laughs> and he kept the job after that. That wasn't even an issue. Nobody cares about it. Because it's funny and and No, that wasn't even shocking. a bit. He, that was a bit. He didn't want Anderson to ruin his connection to Lindsay Lohan because he was using her as like a right. proxy celebrity thing, the narcissistic glow, trying to work your way into different like communities. That's what he does as a person. It's sociopathic, but I'm not really even judging it because a lot of people in the industry do that. But he was mad because Anderson might be jeopardizing Lindsay Lohan, his meal ticket, unaware that Lindsay Lohan yeah. uh, <laughs> nose diving her own career. That wouldn't matter anyway. Oh, yeah. We, we, we care if you offend her. He say saying she's a lesbian, <laughs> the thing that she actually is. I mean, it's just – it's ridiculous. But So there's no actual yeah. thing. But everyone does this stupid myth of Anderson, the bad guy. Meanwhile, at worst, Anderson was the uh, angry punk teenage uh, son of Loveline that Adam and Drew inherited. Like it's like they had a marriage. Now they have this son around who's kind of a dick, but kind of funny. Anderson was the rebel. And also Adam stood up for Anderson. Every time he was told he couldn't do drops anymore, yeah. uh, Adam would tell him he can and got him his drops ability back. One time Anderson actually sounds like he's going to cry. He's like cry voice. And Adam's like, don't worry about it, Anderson. We'll get your drops back. you will be playing him again, blah, blah, blah. And then Anderson's like, thanks guys. I really appreciate you supporting me. So this is now – now I have a question that I should have asked earlier. I'm getting used to interviewing people, so excuse me. But so back at uh, – Brian is fired from Loveline, mm -hmm. uh, the Too Late show. Brian is hired – what was Anderson doing during Still Loveline. So Anderson's a company man like myself. Ah, I was right. in a job 20 years. Anderson stayed okay. at Loveline until 2016 when the show ended. 
Gotcha. Thank you. I was just kind of trying and to place that in my head. He was the de facto co-host of Loveline. It's not called that, but oh. us hardcore fans know. It's basically the yeah. Drew and Anderson year with Anderson in a different okay. room. It's one of the coolest dynamics of Loveline that exists with like the cool celebrity guests coming in to try out. Daniel Tosh. Anderson brought Daniel Tosh in for three mm. shows, and Love he's him. trying out to be the host. And the executives were like, nah, he's just not good enough. Oh, Losers, he's amazing. He brought the he's It's Always so Sunny guys. He, he, he Anderson was great. Yeah, Anderson is great, and uh, so he's doing that. And then Brian is okay. The, Brian's a phone screener on the morning show, and Mike Lynch, yep. who is a, a writer who Adam knows from working at Jimmy Kimmel Live, who he, he was like, I like you. You're a smart kid. Come with me. Um, you know, I, I I like how you work. And so he'd always be assigned to Adam to type stuff for him, basically, much like uh. Adam De La Pena was at the man show, the guy that did I'm with Busey and uh, Minority Team and much other things and uh, Code Monkeys. Uh, so Mike Lynch was basically <laughs> okay. the guy. At, when, when Jimmy Kimmel started his, his uh, night show, uh, late night show, he brought Adam over as a writer. And Adam would just would hang out and like show up in the daytime and have fun and still do Loveline. And he'd been doing that for a couple of years and then he bailed out because they didn't need him anymore. And he took Mike Lynch with him to the morning show. And Mike Lynch was the drop sound effects guy. Basically, he was Engineer Anderson of the show. He was good. He's fine. Okay. But he was going to go but on Brian honeymoon. Was, so he's like, I got a honeymoon. I got to go this, man. It's like, all right, well, we'll have Brian fill in on your job while you're on your honeymoon. <laughs> oh. Brian had all the years of Anderson. Brian came in like a machine. Everyone lost their shit uncontrollably every episode that week to the point where Mike Lynch came back like, sorry, dude, Brian's got your job now. You're still a writer. We'll pay wow. money, whatever. But Brian's the drops guy now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved him. He's cool as shit. They'd go like do live shows at the Playboy Mansion. He'd dress up in his football player outfit and stuff. He was like cool pictures of him. Teresa Strasser became the full-time news girl. She was the second one. The first one flamed out. It was Rachel Perry, your own Rachel Perry from Canada for Much Music. I said, uh, Much you Music DJ. Look, if I see a picture of her, which I'm looking up right now, she moved to VH1, I will know who it is. And then she was the first uh, news girl on the Corolla show. Yes. Yes, I had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. I just she, didn't know who she was. She's she Canadian. Out, she flamed out and left the show. Uh, yeah. She fell yeah, asleep yeah, yeah. while she was broadcasting from New York's Fashion Week <laughs> on air. Hey, you guys have a president that falls asleep, so. Uh, I'm fine with that, but I, she was supposed to be on a boarding <laughs> show. Uh, I fall asleep, too. I know. Uh, but, yeah, so. Uh, um, sorry. So, Brian, t- 2006, Brian is hired at the KLCX Ace. KLCX ACS. Yeah, it's a lot of letters. Yeah, it's a lot of letters. Uh, and then so Brian takes over the sound effects dra- guy. Where's Anderson in this? Why is he not the sound effects guy? Because he's the sound effects guy over him. at Loveline. He was banned from ever and, doing anything further using... with Adam and Radio because Jimmy Kimmel made an okay. edict because Jimmy Kimmel was under the impression that Adam hated him when he didn't. And Jimmy didn't hate him either. Jimmy liked him. So it was just this thing like everyone's like, yeah. oh, you can't have Anderson. There's like, well, who told you that? Who who did this? So Loveline um, – Sorry, <laughs> Loveline. At this point, Corolla was gone. Then, yep. So Anderson was allowed to be a part of that and do the drops and stuff. Oh, he, and then Adam would have let him be a part of it. He was, he was just there's no Adam, so there's more air to fill, even more than there was. So it was basically it was the same show like when Adam was there, minus Adam. It was kind of like the episodes yeah. when Adam didn't show up, which are very few, but they were always had a special. So the song. sound effects and drops that Brian is using are from. Uh, Anderson's board. He took a bunch. Like, of, yeah. Okay, but, not, but that I mostly maybe... not, he's mostly doing new stuff. Uh, there were yeah. so many great drops. A lot of them are lost to time. Uh, in 2007, okay. they had a cast change, which is a thing that happens a lot on the show. 
And Dave Damashek, mm-hmm. the sports guy, was gone. They brought in Danny Bonaducci, who was going to host a competing morning show. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Instead of letting him host the show, they uh, they told Adam he had no choice to bring him in. He kind of ruined 2007. He talked a lot. His voice is bad. There's lots of noise. Brian mm-hmm. became an even bigger superstar because he would mock Danny on air with Danny's own drops. And it was so brutal. <laughs> it was the funniest you've ever heard in your entire life. Like, you can't believe how mean Brian is. Like, to the point, I, like, I thought Danny wanted to hit Brian. And then at the end of the year, when Adam did a sick out to get rid of Danny Bonaducci, he just didn't come to work for a week, including making Brian host a show with Dana Gould and Teresa and Danny at a live event where Adam wasn't at his own show for the end of the year. Uh, and he wouldn't tell anybody what he was doing. Uh, at the end mm-hmm. of the year, uh, Danny Bonaducci hired some uh, intern or somebody at the station who hated them, and they deleted all of Brian's drops. Wow. I was wow. so sad by this. I was living in Hawaii at the time. I was miserable. I didn't have a job. I moved to Hawaii to get my job back. They wouldn't let me work there because it was a Howley, which means foreigner, but they only use it for white people. Totally illegal, but wow. nobody cares. Living off credit cards, got nothing, sleeping on the floor. Uh, Wait, you're a foreigner? I, I, I got to end the interview. Oh, uh, when I was in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, when, you, when, you, when, you from, when you go from uh, a one state to Hawaii, they use the term Howley if you have white skin. It's supposed to mean foreigner, like uh, you're a foreigner to hmm. Hawaii. But it's really just a, a way to say something kind of shitty about white people. I would love to live in Hawaii. Oh, my God. I thought I would, too. Uh, if you're poor, it's brutal. I mean, if you want it, like, say, <laughs> at the time, well, in, poor. in 07, if you wanted yeah. a gallon of organic milk, it was $22. What? Yeah, it was cheaper to drink gas. And if you want regular milk, 12, 13. Holy shit. Yeah, so it, it that's was, like it was pricey. That's like here if you went like way up north because they have to deliver. That's exactly why. So, that's a lot of the reason. Wow. So some of the stuff they just don't have there that they have to bring over on ships and that's why it's going to be that way. It's it sucks. It's it sucked for me. I, I was an experience with uh, that kind of level of racism and uh, not having any agency. Like I was chased out of the Great Clips. Uh, they said locals only. I was living there for over a year, but they didn't want me there. It was just it was a bad experience. I, w- I wasn't happy. So I, I was living there at the wow. time. And I was I was miserable, and I was like, you know what? I could do. I could. I had this shitty HP laptop. I'll go back through every single episode because they were making a podcast of the morning show at the time, and they were releasing it on iTunes. Okay. So it was getting forty thousand average downloads per day. So there was a lot of people listening online. And they wouldn't tell Adam or the crew this. They just say you have this many streaming minutes. They wouldn't use the word podcast. It drove me nuts. He's like, yeah, the guys told me we'd stream for this many minutes today. I'm like, talk about the podcast. And were you seeing other podcasts at this time? Yeah, they're everywhere. So podcasts on iTunes were, started to yeah. blow up everywhere. So mostly they're independent. There was Jimmy Pardo's Never Not Funny, which started mm-hmm. after right around Adam's podcast. He always says he's first, but he had an independent podcast. That technically, yeah, he was first, Jimmy Pardo was, but Adam had a radio show podcast. A lot of people do this discrepancy where they go, well, that's a radio show. This is real. It's like, what about the BBC? What about uh, NPR? And then they go, oh. Yeah. yeah. So This American Life's not a podcast? And they go, oh. Even Jimmy Pardo it's... was doing that for years. I wrote to him once and he goes, oh. And then he came back on the Corolla show and he goes, no, this is actually how it happened. So they straightened out the record so they don't seem like assholes just trying to like toot their own horn. Because what Jimmy Pardo, Never Not Funny, did is uh, groundbreaking and legendary. Independent podcast wow. charging for a full show. John Hamm on every season. Uh, they're like 26 really? seasons deep now. It's, it's a big deal. But uh, so wow. this time, uh, Corolla has a podcast. A bunch of the radio shows have podcasts. There's a couple independent ones. There's probably like Keith and the Girls starting up right around now or maybe it hasn't quite started yet. Oh, uh, yeah, dude's about to start up. A bunch of these type of shows. But Corolla's podcast is just a radio show thing. So it's, it's not even in the news media. It's not the big podcast boom of 09 yet. And so Brian's yeah, crushing yeah. it. And all his drops get deleted. I'm so bummed <clears> out. I go back. I find every single one of his drops. I cut it to the exact same length. I use the actual drops wow. when he plays them. I send them all to him. He doesn't know how to load them into the board. You can do that, the Replay 360. And he doesn't want to. He just wants to move on. So he just thanks me and he doesn't use any of them. 
Oh no! I know. But you have them still. I have them all. He has them all too. And so oh. he just he, Brian doesn't like doing extra work. It's a it's a thing. It's just a yeah. thing we love about Brian. And then uh, so <laughs> no. uh, so this time I guess behind the scenes Brian is talking about bringing back Real Beat. Uh, nobody knows this. So uh, yeah. it must be do- happening in 2007 or early 08. Uh, he's talking yeah. about bringing it back. So in 2008, <clears throat> the Film Vault premieres on Free 2 HD, which is a new offshoot HD radio station from KLSX. They're desperate okay. for content. HD radio was yeah. like their, their answer to satellite radio. Okay. I'm not, I'm not too sure on the technology. I think I knew at the time. It was like digital satellite radio, but it's not satellites. It's from it's a digital signal from the same radio towers you get the regular thing, but it'd come in super. But clear. was it? I'm sorry. Was it online? Like you could listen to it you online. You listen to it online. Like, and you also had to have an HD it. radio in your car, which they were starting to install. It was kind of like oh, an HD okay. DVD versus Blu-ray, you know, like serious. For, like it wasn't, it wasn't going to take off, but people were doing yeah. it. And now they still have HD radios in most cars. You have an HD antenna, but I don't know which mm. which states have HD stations or which ones are uh, traditional uh, FMAM. But anyway, so they, they needed content, but they didn't have 24 hours of content. So it would drift by 10, 15 minutes every week, whatever their programming was. Because mm. they didn't have 24 hours a day. So it would keep shifting. So like shows would start airing at like 8.13. Like what? What are you? That's not right. What, what's happening? Uh, and so, so if the film all continues to air on free 2HD, Brian's not promoting this at all. Like nobody has any idea this is happening. So it would air well, like between, for me, it was three and 5 a.m. Hawaii time. So for Los Angeles, I think it was like oh, eight or wow. 9 a.m. Hawaii changes between, uh, I think it's four and five hours, depending on the time change in the States comparatively. So Hawaii time is always the same, but then comparatively, if the States change because of daylight savings, then it's a four or five hour difference, depending on which zone you're talking about. Yeah. So, and you just continued to follow these guys because they were your friends, or you just really no, loved I, I what they them were doing. The so, I, Brian, I was yeah. a huge fan of. Uh, I didn't even really know him as a phone screener. He's here mentioned once in a while. Yeah. I, I fell in love with him on the morning show. He's a great dude. And it, Brian put me in his top eight on MySpace in 2006. That was a big deal. I'm the only fan <laughs> of Brian's top shit. eight guys. That's amazing. I love that. Brian's I love sweetheart. that. Does he know that? Oh, he did that. Yeah, because he, he loved. I'd, I'd go, Brian, today, right this time, this time code. My man, you you crushed it! Oh, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. This Anderson would be proud. Like I was, I was just listening. That's like this, this was great, dude. And he just responded my to it. I guess. Oh my god! Brian likes positive attention. <laughs> yeah, but I was, yeah. I was like, oh, Brian's a nice guy. And this time, I'd still never interact with Anderson. Had no idea anything about you know if I ever would. I didn't want to. I never wanted to meet Adam or Drew or anything like that. So 2008, yeah. the Film Vault is continuing to air on free 2 HD. Nobody has an mm-hmm. idea. On Corolla boards, which is an offshoot message board for Corolla, there was an official one for the radio station. But the moderators, uh, a couple of them were sleeping with the fan moderators and like traveling uh, throughout the country and kind of controversial. It made some of the other fan moderators upset. So they made a separate message board where they took pictures of this girl and then just would say horrible things about her. It was this private message board. And they, oh, they wow. got, it got leaked that they were doing this. So the radio station was like, oh man, screw this. And they killed that. They bulleted it. So then that private message board, they opened up to the public, but they left those secret forums and everybody found them. And it was just basically, it was a message board to dox and hate fans of the show and talk about how ugly and uh, R-worded they are. I was in there about how ugly yeah. I was. Even I wasn't even a person yet, but I eventually got put in there and they didn't tell a whole bunch of people. <laughs> There's mean people. And so that, that yeah. that's why they didn't have an official message board anymore because of that. The, then the unofficial one became the official one technically because all the fans would go there. So over there on Cruel Boards, now known as Dying for Scale, the user known as Four Door discovers the stream of the film vault on free 2HD and records the first podcast files pirated once. 
So he's stream recording. He records them. He posts them. He goes, oh, I found this. It's pretty good. And then I, I, I go, oh my God, what is this? Like, I had no idea Brian was doing this. At this point in 2008, oh. I was calling into the morning show. So in 2008, January, I was so uh, miserable in Hawaii and stressed out. The podcast wasn't dependably posting as it was previously. It was really messing yeah. me up. I, and I was like, we got fig- to figure out what's going on with this. I'm going to call on the show. But the only time I could call him is at 3 a.m. And they also blocked outside numbers. You can only call in from the local markets. So I had to do a whole bunch of digging. I finally found the station number that I could call from outside the, the uh, outside the state. Uh, I waited till 3 a.m., went to my street corner so my crazy neighbors wouldn't mess it up or anybody wouldn't do anything. Called them from my cell phone on a street corner at 3 a.m. to complain about the podcast. And that's when I first told Adam on air what a podcast was, that he had one, that it needed to be posted more dependably. I commented Brian on his great work. And then uh, I was I, they, they, Adam dubbed me the most miserable man in Maui, but I was in Honolulu. And uh, then Teresa, <laughs> the news girl, goes, Giovanni, are you a super fan? Which I'd never even heard the phrase. I go, I guess so. I don't know. Sure, whatever. And she starts oh. calling me super fan, Giovanni. And then I start calling in like, hey, you should have this guest on from Loveline, or you should do this, or what are you guys doing that? And like, so I was a regular character. I only called in 19 times over wow. 14 months. So I try to space out. They wanted me to call in more, but again, there's three or four people. Who That's hate a me. lot. Yeah. They, they wanted me to call in way more than that. So they had a guy, Prisoner David, who called in weekly, uh, but he was <laughs> in jail for statutory rape and the attempted murder of ah. his victim. Got yeah. you. Yeah, it wasn't a good caller. I'm, I'm a much better dude than that guy. That guy did not yeah, get a message board hate, but uh, they did barely. Not... You're barely a better, yeah. but you know, they did not like me. But they, they, they did have probably prisoner David. But uh, yeah. so I'm calling at the time, and I have no idea this is happening. So I'm like, oh, sh- yeah, I have to start recording this too because this Florida guy is not that interesting. He's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna keep doing it. So I start doing it. So I'm waking up every morning at 3 a.m. on Sundays to record this stupid show, and they were playing the same episodes over and over again, 20 weeks in a row, with a with a sound problem. So every other word it cuts out like this oh my god so i'm I'm syncopating the files going back removing the little spaces in between each one trying to fix them wow yeah that's rough i've wasted my life do you have do you have any like voice recordings or files of you calling in oh yeah i have all that's cool yeah i have the official files and uh but that was on love line this is on the morning you were calling in this is the morning show oh the morning show sorry love line is not out yeah i I never called in love line my friend tried to call in in 2004 with me on the line we were going to tell uh, Adam about Family Guy coming back before it had been announced because at my job I found out because I helped out one of the producers. And Tara, don't call me Tara, goddammit, uh, Brian's uh, opposition phone screener said that wasn't very interesting and hung up on me. Oh, my God. For me, Family Guy coming back was huge. Yeah, she didn't because care. She's a, she's a mean person. She loved The Simpsons. Yeah, I had shows. She just didn't want me to tell Adam the DVDs. That. Yeah, so did I. So that's the whole thing. I talked to Mike Henry. Yeah. He's like, we're coming back. I'm like, what do you mean we're coming back? He's like, we're coming back. He's like, you can't tell anybody. So he's like, if you tell anybody, I'll know because nobody knows yet. I was like, what? What? It's like, it's like, it's like, I was like, oh, that. I was going to tell Adam. And then no, nobody ever knew. But it was a sliding doors moment. I never got to talk to Adam. I didn't call him to Loveline until the very final episode in 2016 because Anderson wanted me to. And I was the very last caller on Loveline. How poetic. But that's a whole other story. Huh. So I take over recording That's in 2008 because yeah. nobody else cared enough to continue doing it. So I'm now recording uh, the film vault for everybody. And uh, they're just, they just stopped posting. Uh, new, they're not uh, playing new episodes. Nobody cares. Nobody's monitoring this free two HD station. It's just running independently. It is crazy how uh, understaffed, uh, unequipped, and, ev- and how sloppy everything in radio is. You can't believe what kind of an industry this is. It is shocking still to this day how bad it got. But So, I- so these are the episodes that uh- – Anderson, technically, he always says nobody was listening to us. 
This was the film vault, but we had no listeners. He says that quite a bit. Because nobody advertised it. Nobody knew how to get it. Exactly. And And Brian was on a morning show, and he was like too sheepish to go, and I have the film vault. So then I started calling, and I found out the film vault, couldn't get the new episode, so I bring that up. Mike Chaffee, uh, the underling uh, intern guy at KLSX who works for The Corolla Show, he's now the head YouTube guy at Jimmy Kimmel Live for like 13 years, and he launched Adam Corolla's podcast, changed podcasting forever. Nobody has any idea. It was all Mike Chaffee and uh, me just helping him, saying, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? But it was all Chaffee doing all the work, and everybody else gets all the credit, and that created the modern podcast comedy boom. It was literally all this one man's doing. And so I say, hey, why don't you post the film ball as a podcast? So they put up TFV 2008, March 9th uh, through uh, 2009, 218, February 18th. And there's basically two episodes roughly every month for most of the year, a couple months they skip. And they're up there officially as podcast files and three segments per show because that's how KLSX did everything. Corolla show was 12 segments. Uh, so you have to drive down 12 files. So, um, can I ask where Logan is in all of this? Doesn't exist yet as part of any of this. Doesn't exist yet. Okay. Nope, not involved. Okay. So I was just curious if he was. Yep. So TFE's going strong. 2009, Corolla show's ending because the station's flipping formats. They're not doing any more talk. They're going to jack format. They don't have to pay anybody. All admit okay. all the time. Brian's diagnosed. <laughs> That's Jack FM. Yeah. Uh, Brian's diagnosed. And, and funnily enough, Jack Silver was their station, uh, the, the head of the station. Uh, what the fuck's his name? I can't think of his name right now. I hate him so much. The head executive at KLSX who tortured Brian and uh, oh. Adam for years. Brian has an impression of Jack Silver, the program director, and he does it still this day. Hey, peeps, what's up? He was like this crazy perverted guy. He would wear the uh, beer keg t- uh, costume to play my <laughs> mansion. Uh, tap here, ladies. <laughs> he literally kept a pair of binoculars in his office to stare at women exiting the gym across the street. And thought, uh, that shit bothers the fuck out of me. Oh, dude. Dude, you have no idea. And he thought it was totally yeah. fine, appropriate. And like he, they hated Adam and his staff. They refused to buy peanut butter. So Adam's agent, who was John Stewart's agent, had to call the station and go, no. baby, baby, what do you mean? What are you saying? He's like, well, uh, they won't buy any peanut butter. Well, how much are you asking for? Like a case? What do you, what do you, no, there's one jar of peanut butter for uh, the, <laughs> the staff. So we can have sand. Well, well, I don't, I don't, I don't. And then he called Jack Silver. And he was trying to like, what? And then Jackson was like, we can't afford this. And then he called Adam back. He's like, he's like, a baby, baby. He's always his baby, everybody. He was uh, on the state. Uh, Thomas Lennon played a version of him because he was also the agent of all the guys in the state in the 90s. Okay. And so he's a baby, baby. I don't, I don't like, he's just perplexed Adam's agent who just couldn't understand that they wouldn't pay for a jar of peanut butter. Uh, they hated Adam. They thought Adam ripped him off that they were getting the man show, the radio show. They thought Jimmy Kimmel was going to be a daily host, even though he has a late night show. How's that even possible? He's a show that airs at 11 p.m. He records at like 7 o'clock at night, and he's supposed to be back at 6 in the morning doing that when he's in this, his, his yeah, late show writing. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. And he was a full-time producer on the show. He called in. He came and hosted when Adam's kids were born, the two episodes Adam missed. He was there hosting. So like he was totally involved, but they had to pay him a million dollars, and they were very resentful about it. And I, I know uh, – Jack Silver's personal assistant, the guy that had to buff the binoculars. And to this day, he's still like, well, they did kind of rip us off. And it's like, buddy, buddy, your boss is a pervert. You're wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Even that guy's a really nice guy, and he's not on that side of thinking. It's just he's in blind did you, to Adam's role in that. They still hate, everyone still hates Adam. Have you thought about the, K, the, the KLSX guy's name yet? Oh, it's Jack Silver, the program director. I couldn't think of the title. I just kind of want to say the, the, the oh, president, okay. program director, I, Jack Silver. Like Jack F. I wanted to. I wanted to put throw him in the dirt, so but I didn't realize that you had already said the yeah, name. Yeah, Brian doesn't impression him. He does it all over the Adam Carolla show the past 10, 15 years. Uh, okay. It's, it's a thing he does. We can get him to do it on the film vault, but people don't know who he's doing. It's a, it's a perfect impression of the guy's voice. 
he's just kind of a, uh, you know, one of those guys who's like, did you blow your nose out on Coke in the eighties? You weren't ever really funny. You just want to work in radio and you failed upwards. And that's him. Wow. So 2009, so, the show's ending and yeah. Brian is diagnosed with cancer and his future with TFV and on earth is called into question. <laughs> I love, I laughed so hard when I saw that. And I know it's, it's because we know he's good that we can laugh now. Dude, it's but so weird. I, I never wrote... thought Brian was going to die. And it's not a thing of, uh, oh, I do this all the time with people. I do positive thinking. Yeah. And somebody tells me they're sick. I'm like, oh, fuck, this person's going to die. Uh, but I never <laughs> thought it. And it wasn't like, oh, I love Brian so much where he's special. I just knew this weird thing yeah. about him that he had his gallbladder removed and he lost weight and got healthier and became like, he be, he became like handsome and like, like, like he became yeah. a different dude. And like the chick who rejected yeah. him in uh, college, didn't reject him, was really interested in him, became his wife. You know, because he's a different dude in a different position in his life. Not just because he's handsomer or whatever, but he just completely yeah. changed who he was because he had this surgery. Before that, he was a secret shopper for Jack in the Box, making himself sick, eating his food every day. And then he had the surgery <laughs> and it completely changed him. He was like a balding over, like I'll show you a picture of Brian in 2003. He'd be like, he looks 50. And you look at Brian in 2008. It's like, oh my God, that's the same man. Yeah. He's, he's, he's obviously, and and he looks this younger. is no offense, but he's a little too skinny now. And obviously that's from his, uh, health issues. So I'm not in person though. If you a, see that, if you see him in a suit, even when he's real skinny, my God, yeah. man, I've had, I've driven him a couple of times where he comes down in a fancy suit, a little stubble. Nice. Brian, are you a male model? What's going on here, buddy? <laughs> no, he's very handsome. I've seen a couple of pictures that where he looks a little chunky. Um, he just looked older. It's just weird. Know. He just doesn't look like himself. And after that, so I just, I never thought he was going to die. I'm just like, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't, I'm just like, I don't, whatever. Like, I wasn't even like phased by it. And like, it, yeah. In hindsight, it's, uh, it's, shallow, it's cold and kind of shitty, but it wasn't, that's not the way it was intended. Nope. Nope, not at all. I'm glad he's, you know what? He had, His story on Earth is still being told Yeah. in the lamest way to say that. <laughs> no, it's, it's so, uh, so in this time, in 2009, Adam's starting up the podcast because the radio station ended. He has uh, a weekend to start. The show ends on uh, Thursday's the last episode because Friday they're flipping formats. And so by uh, Sunday at midnight, Monday morning, he has to have an episode posted. To get approved on iTunes takes longer than that. You can't even do that. Even at the time, it was harder to do, even though there was less shows being uh, processed. Chaffee pulls some magic, gets an uh, RSS feed on iTunes within 72 hours or less. We get a website up. All the while, Adam's best friend, not from childhood, but from like his teenage years, Donnie, uh, who had mm-hmm. been fired from his job as at E as the editor, uh, as Wild On, that show that show like beach footage of people scantily clad. Uh, he's, oh, prob- yes. he's probably fired due to downsizing, but he was known to keep the footage and share it uh, with other people illegally for masturbatory oh. reasons. Oh, yeah. masturbatory. Masturbatory. I can't even yeah. say that word. You shouldn't be doing that. Mas- Distributing those. That's not for you. Uncensored. <laughs> that sh- and so he would do that. So anyways, this whole press thing started that uh, Donnie and Adam are going to start a podcast g- together. You know, two old boys in the valley make good and come through. Like this whole thing. I'm like, but guys, guys, uh, Adam's already had a podcast since, th- since 2006. I told him about 2008. Donnie didn't tell him about this. I, I told him about it on air. And like, yeah, just, you know, we're just doing this, whatever. And so me and Chaffee are just putting our heads down, getting all the work done. Chaffee gets the website up. He, he does cash fly hosting that costs Adam 200 grand a month or something. 20 grand a month. It was some crazy number. It was like, I think it was 200 wow. grand the first year. He has like $300,000. Adam can't earn any money because he still has his contract. He can't go mm-hmm. to the radio station. So he literally can't earn money, but he's burning money now doing this podcast really early on. Chaffee gets it all launched. Uh, D- Donnie and his family don't know how to do anything. 
they're quickly becoming these like control freaks. It eventually resulted in them creating a company around Adam called Ace Broadcasting that wasn't Adam's company. Adam already has one. It's a different name. And uh, they tried to get incorporated. They wanted 50% of Adam's earnings for life. So they want to step up in above his agent. Take and Adam was like, I don't know what to oh do with God. this. Like every day they'd pressure him for a contract or a deal. And he just, I, I would come out and visit and I'd see them after a show. They'd be like big vultures waiting for him to get in that room with him and talk to him and just sign this one. I'm sign this one. And Adam, you could see, he just didn't want to do it. Eventually he got to a breaking point. He told Donnie, listen, you can still be involved with all the shows, still get all the money, everything. You can have half of all of my live shows. You don't have to even tour with us. You just have to let Mike August, uh, the business manager run everything. And that he'd already been working there the whole time. And he goes, no, nobody's going to be in charge of me. And he goes, let's just have lunch or something. He's like, no, F you. I'm going to sue you. And then so Donnie yeah. called me up. So Donnie did a bunch of weird shit over the years, uh, including with the film vault we'll get into. Uh, and I didn't want to believe a lot of it. I was trying to like, you know, like, well, he's Adam's best friend. He's not going anywhere. We have to like work with him. He chased Teresa Strauss or the news girl off. She emailed me telling me what a snake he was, how evil his family was not to trust them. And I was like, well, wow. Donnie's a sexist. I can't change anything. I'm like 24. How am I going to, I'm not even out there. How am I going to make this guy not be a sexist and treat women badly on air? He admits he never even pursued a woman to be a friend. He only pursues women for intimate relationships. He mm. views them that way. He's just a very gross person and he's not punished for that. Like women loved him. He was like beloved by women. Like he was like a cute teddy bear. He like got every woman he wanted. Meanwhile, Adam never got a girlfriend to Donnie. This little short weirdo got everybody <sighs> and he hated women. He pied a woman. Adam enough. wasn't big enough to be getting the girls at this he point. He had no self-esteem. He has the same problem I oh, have because of his parents. Yeah, so me Adam too. Adam always thought he was ugly and terrible. I mean, he looks back now. He's like, oh, my God, I wasn't. But he, uh, hmm. he just he, he wouldn't pursue anything. And also, Adam only wants to be romantic with women he's attracted to. Everyone knows this because it was revealed on air, but Adam never talks about it. Adam got everyone's hmm. dream. He was in love with Molly Ringwald's sister. That was his Winnie Cooper his whole life. Hmm. And she's like a little bit like a year old or something. And when he was 16, she was like, ah, fuck it. Let's have sex. And he lost his virginity to the woman he was in love with and then never had a relationship with her. She even talks about it on stage, so it's not even me revealing anything. She's proud of it. Adam's That's like, amazing. Yeah, he never brings I mean, that part up. So he first time he yeah. has sex is with his dream girl. And so the rest of his life, he's like, he, lots of opportunities with women he's not attracted to. And instead of sleeping with them or like you know using them, he would just like not do that, including one time where he wouldn't make out with a girl. So she told a group of guys he hit her. They said, oh, that's not cool, man. And he goes, no, that d- didn't happen. And they go – well, what's he's like? He's like, he's like, we'll kick your ass. He's like, well, uh, listen, I would fight you guys, but I just got knee surgery at orthoscopic. He goes, I'm gonna break your other knee. Oh my god! So he goes out in the street, and this big Mexican guy gets his face. He knocks the guy out. Then his friend runs up with a baseball bat, hits Adam in the knee with his baseball bat. This guy uh, ends up being a, a commercial airline pilot named Terry Mosier, who Adam knows the name of. He calls into the morning show with Brian there and says, "Yeah, I did that." While he's a commercial airline pilot, admitting that he hit Adam with a baseball bat when Adam didn't do anything. And then Adam's friends wow. apprehended him a year later, brought him in a headlock to Adam in a bathroom with some chick he's making out with and goes, what do you <laughs> want to do with him, Adam? Adam goes, ah, just let him go. So there was no charges or anything nope. against that guy? No. Nope. And then Adam's friends dragged him to the bathroom to beat him up. And Adam goes, ah, just let him go. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I know. So that, that's him. Adam. But so anyways, Donnie, yeah. terrible guy, chased Teresa off. Uh, he ruined the film vault while he wasn't there on the orange couch for long. We'll get into that. He eventually tried to frame me for posting on the message board. People post as me on their website on Adam Kroll's own site. And so, but it wouldn't be my right. IP address. It would be the wrong state. And I'm like, that's not me, yeah. man. But it was clear he just didn't want me out there because I knew too much. And Chaffee was already being chased off. Chaffee went to Jimmy Kimmel Live. Oh. Jimmy Kimmel poached him. And Adam was kind of a man out alone. And so I got this uh, DVD set idea done where Adam's podcast were put on DVD. We sold them directly to fans, made $240,000. I told the wow. idea to Mark Marin the first time he came in studio. He went and then gave the idea to his producer, who he then says invented podcast DVDs. 
I have pictures of me holding the discs up, <clears throat> explaining it to him. Literally in Adam's shop while he's eating all the donuts. I remember everything clear as day. He was concerned to go on yeah. air. He thought him and Adam would fight. I told him they'd already been on air with each other. They ended up doing a perfect podcast where they talked about farts instead of politics for an entire hour. And it was magical. But now that uh, producer magical, of, the producer of WTF is known as the inventor of podcast data DVDs when I'm the inventor of them. And that's just another thing that gets uh, known world around. Uh, well, everyone ever, on his thousandth episode, Mark Maron talked about him, how that made them money, how that kept them going without him doing that. And it's just like, he's like, with my brilliant, oh, wow. he's like, that guy didn't invent that. I did. And I told you about it to your face. And then I told you you could use it. And you should tell your producer because it's a good idea. So Adam made 240 grand. Mark Maron made like 100. So Adam made 240 G's. Donnie uh, m- made that money disappear. And then he didn't pay me. I didn't want anything, but Adam got super pissed. He's like, what? He's not paying you? And then eventually he gave me two grand. <laughs> so I got 1%, less than 1%. 1%. I got less than 1%. Yeah, I didn't want it. Yeah. I didn't care. So I didn't bother. But Adam was so fucking pissed. And Donnie was pissed about having to cut that check. He tried to cut out of the, comp- the company's money as opposed to his own money, even though he took the 240. He was just a dick to be a dick. Well, he just wanted stuff. He just wanted – want- Adam was their loser buddy who became a millionaire. And so all of his friends mm. – uh, it, was, it was Donnie, Donnie's cousin Sandy, Donnie's wife, and then their other friend, uh, Maddie, who was very nice. But like they did, weren't millionaires like Adam. And they, they thought they're better than him. Like uh, Donnie's mom's a real estate agent. She bought all of Adam's properties. So Adam introduced her to Jimmy Kimmel. Adam made Donnie's mom a millionaire. Hmm. So he made her. Jimmy and Adam aren't friends at all, eh? Oh, nobody is now. No, no, no. So uh, yeah. after uh, Donnie decided he's going to go nuclear, he first tried to sever me from the network, told me I could never talk to Adam again. I was a dangerous person. Mm. I have no misdemeanors, no felonies. I've never thrown a first punch. I don't do anything. At worst, I've maybe called a mean name on the internet once, but the times he was trying to frame me for weren't those times. So I was like, okay, you can't even do that. Uh, what are you trying to do, Donnie? So then after he, uh, he basically severed me from the network, I'm never going to talk to Adam again. He calls me up and says that. Uh, uh, that Adam's a terrible person, that Adam hates me, hates all of his fans, that he's a terrible guy, nobody should like him. He's going to sue Adam for everything he's got. He wants to get more dirt from me. He wants me to testify against Adam. Uh, he may have even been trying to like like have me tell Adam this stuff. I don't know if he knew <laughs> I was going to. But little did he know, I was going to meet Adam at a live show to run the boards for him with Mike August because Donnie wasn't there. And then I'm like, Adam, I got some bad news, buddy. I was like, you want it before or after the show? He's like, tell me now. I was like, you sure? You're going to do two live shows? He's like, tell me now. I'm like, Donnie's going to sue you for everything. Here's all his plan. Here's what he's going to do. Here's all the beans. I'm, I'm ride or die ace, man. I don't give a shit. It's Adam, Drew, and Anderson. I'm not going to take anybody else's side. Brian as well. So uh, then uh, Adam braces for everything. Over the next series of months, Adam calls me when they're doing depositions. He's like, yeah, I'm watching Donnie lie his ass off on stand. Can you give me more details? Give me this. All of Adam's friends are there, uh, Donnie's family, just staring daggers at Adam, like just being abusive and rude and lying about him, wow. trying to steal all his money. They wanted 50% of his earnings for life, of everything. Live shows, everything. Donnie's just money hungry and fame hungry. Like, I guess. or it's, Clearly. He, he felt he was earned something, but it, like the whole story wasn't true. Donnie had Adam yeah. buy a new monitor, and Mike Lynch walked in on masturbating in the workday. Uh, that was oh. the most expensive uh, Apple monitor at the time, that super expensive one, circa 2009, 2010. It was like crazy. Yeah. It was crazy overpriced just so he could beat off to it at work. But like that's – you should be fired for that. And Adam wouldn't even bring that oh. up in the depositions. I'm like, let's bring that up. Let's, let's – he shouldn't have even continued working after that. That's a sex offense. He should actually be fired. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that to him. Yeah. I, you know what? I, the more you talk, the more I I like Adam as his – uh, beliefs and his core. That's what even Anderson came around to him. It's crazy. It's just one of those things. Yeah. They all, everybody thought they knew the guy, but it wasn't quite accurate. I'm not lean. I'm not his politics. Like I don't lean towards a lot of that. Yeah, but, but that's not even, that's so recent. It's, it's so weird. Dude. I can't even get into it, but there's a whole thing of like, 
Fox News yeah. did something to people of a certain age, and post 9-11 did yeah. something. And yeah. Adam watches all the news channels, but there's a And sub- COVID did something to it. Oh, re- it changed a lot of people. So yeah, There's a whole thing happening. There's multi-layered, but I'm not even sure what are his politics. People will ask him on one episode, is your Republican, huh? And he goes, yeah, I guess, whatever. And the next episode, is your Republican? He's like, no, I'm a you know, 90s liberal. He's like, he's like, he's like I'm, a, I'm still this. I, I believe in all these things. He's like, I agree with all liberals on 95% of issues, and I disagree on five. And that's kind of always been his mm-hmm. thing. Where yeah. Like, okay. And then also, I, my whole argument for him all the time back in the day was: Do your parents agree with you 100 percent time? Do your best friend agree with you 100 percent time? 95 percent is a pretty good odds. It's like hey, I agree with yeah. you on this, this, yeah. and this, and I disagree on this. All right. Well, yeah. We have a lot of common ground. But people don't think that I way. Just, people cut Adam yeah. out of their listening habits as soon as they they disagree with him, unaware that Drew was actually voting Republican all throughout Love Line, not Adam. Adam wasn't voting, <laughs> and so it, people just have perceptions. That's the whole other thing is. How people perceive people on shows and who they are, and I've done it myself, and so has Anderson. All of us have kind of done it where you don't really know who the people are. You you think things about them that aren't actually true based on, again, presumptions. What you've heard and – Like exactly what happened to Anderson with the Jimmy Kimmel stuff. Jimmy Kimmel – you know, Anderson can't come along when nobody wanted that. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to ask Adam, why, why, why can't Anderson come along? I would be like, I guess. Like Adam would never. Jimmy said that. Jimmy said that. He, uh, no, Anderson. He banned Anderson. I oh, I thought you said Jimmy told Anderson. I mean, told Adam no more. No, no, he like, told ever all the underlings. Or, so he told everybody besides Adam. That's what people so do. Jimmy people do this to Adam all the time. They like okay, try to speak okay. for him. Okay. When, he, when if you actually ask ask him, he he doesn't care. Like people like run around like, mm. oh my god, oh my god. Like there's like this uh, famous story of uh, there's like a, a PA on a set, and he goes, Adam, do you need anything to drink? He goes, ah, peach snapple. So this guy <laughs> drove around town for three hours looking for peach snapple, like peach puree. Uh huh. Not I love peach snapple. Not peach app. No peach tea snapple. He didn't understand that was all they made. So. Oh. He held on to this and like he came back and he was miserable and he told him that he just don't have peach snapple. And then like years later he met this guy and he goes, Yeah, you chased me out of the industry. And I was like, well, what happened? He goes, Yeah, I was on a set and you want a peach snapple. And I came back and then I never worked again. And I was like, I didn't care. Pe- peach snapple tea? What? No. He's like, they don't even make the peach snapple. The littlest things, man. The guy held on to it for like 15 years. <laughs> he literally blamed on why he wasn't in the industry anymore. Wow. Yeah, it's, the it's, littlest things it, can ruin. It's crazy, dude. A man. And me and Anderson didn't Anderson didn't like me. People don't even know this part. So most of the fans who dislike me, it's because Anderson used to rail on me on air. People don't even know that. What show did he used to rail on, the film on you on Love Line? On the film vault. Oh, the on the About film. About this vault. very timeline we're discussing right now. Because I never got to finish it and nobody would ever let me finish talking or post it or look at what I was saying. Wow, I didn't know that. So now at, he, at this time, they uh, love you. 2009, uh, Brian's diagnosed, called into question mm-hmm. his life on earth, whatever. Adam's going to have this thing called Shakespeare Charity Event at Adam Kroll's Malibu home next to uh, Howie Mandel's house where Howie Mandel's hip-hop son's filming like music videos all the time and stuff. Uh, and is this to raise money for Brian? No, or just this is uh, uh, to raise money event. for inner city youth to practice Shakespeare and get good at arts. Which Adam always okay. makes fun of and jokes about. Like, why would you do this? His wife was passionate about the charity. He's cool. He's like, I want to help inner city kids. So everybody paid money. We all showed up. Uh, it was like 150 bucks, 300 bucks for VIP. Get a name tag. He just walked around his backyard. Uh, I was so nervous. I haven't met any of these people before. I didn't even want to come. Uh, low self-esteem. I don't like how I look. I knew my pictures would be all on the message board. I was going to be torn apart. 
Uh, nothing really obviously terribly wrong with me, just lifetime of uh, abuse and uh, unkindness. And so I just didn't want to be there in person. Like I just never, yeah. I never want to be anywhere in person. And uh, so yeah. I was like, oh, I guess I'll have a beer. I have an empty stomach. I don't know. I'm with this guy, Neil. I don't even know, but he was nice enough to drive me. <laughs> and uh, I have a, it's one of these uh, beers that like the, the swirl top. I don't know what was a Miller who was doing at the time where the top mm-hmm. is like swirled. So it goes down faster or something. I don't know what the, even the deal of it was. Oh yeah. The tornado or whatever. So I drank one of these yeah, things. Very, uh... I'm like, I'm fine. And I'll, I'll have another one. I'm fine. And then it just starts foaming up in my empty stomach. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to vomit at Adam's Malibu house immediately. I haven't even been here 30 minutes. So me and Neil are walking. I'm like, excuse me. And nobody's watching. I walk over to Bush and just hurl into a bush. Oh no. Then I proceed to meet everybody for the first time. And then I get up to Brian and his wife, Christy. And Brian's looking shaky as shit. He, she's they like, weren't married. Hold him up. They weren't married yet. Uh, she engaged. Whatever they were at the time. So fiance. Okay. So the right. I was called his now wife, Christy. And so they're there together. <laughs> and uh, he's. I just wanted to catch you on something. On I just wanted to be able to catch you the geo on something. I did mean now wife when I said it, but you got me. But I just, mm-hmm. his, his, okay, his, his current wife, his present wife, Christy. But so, <laughs> that's how we know her. But uh, she was there and with him, kind of holding him up. He had a red cap on. There's pictures of me talking to him. He does, he's nice. looking a little uh, swollen and he just looks bad. And that same day I met Dr. Bruce, who was a fill-in doctor for Dr. Drew, a really good guy. Mm-hmm. I met his sister there as well at the event and she has Brian's exact condition. Oh, really? And she'd been living with him for 10 years and she was fine. She was like per- she was normal. Everything's fine. Oh, good. So I was like, oh shit. I was like, Brian got some a bad diagnosis. This, this lady's fine. I was like, Bruce, you got to tell Brian whatever you told your sister. You got to help him out. And then I go over to Brian. I'm like, Brian. Love you, man. So nice to finally meet you. And yeah, you're going to pull through, but you know, blah, blah, blah. What about the film vault? Are you coming back to the film vault? And this broke my heart. Christy goes, uh, he's never coming back to the film vault. And she was very, she wasn't mean, but she was stern and yeah. short. And like, I almost wanted to cry, yeah. but I was like, I was a 23 year old man or something at the time. So I'm like, I, I can't embarrass myself. And I was like, so what form of the film vault are we in right now? This is the film vault aired its last episode, which was uh, February 18th, 2009. And it's basically, okay. and we don't know where it's going to happen, what's going to happen with it. And this is May 18th, 2009. And I'm trying to get the show back. So I'm basically mm-hmm. the only one, like everyone's basically written off. Brian is dead. Anderson didn't want to do anything, or maybe he's planning behind the scenes at this point, but he doesn't know what to do. The show's on pause. And is this pre orange couch? Oh yes. Okay. Okay. So a- Adam has I started thought- the orange couch for his own podcast. There are no other podcasts that have immediately started. Okay. So okay. this is 2009. His shit's a hit. They're trying to build up the network. Donnie's still there, and uh, they hire okay. on Logan. Logan is a friend of Donnie's uh, nephew. So he has a friend oh. who has a nephew, and they okay. hire him as an intern. Uh, so nepotism hire. Hmm. No experience, Nepo nothing. Nepo baby. Yeah, no experience, nothing. He turns out to be pretty talented. He can follow along. Although he's trained by Donnie. Donnie's a terrible audio engineer. Donnie recorded episodes through the laptop mic by accident. Donnie be stoned all the time. So he learns how to do everything the wrong way, which has to be repaired over the years. Through some of my techniques through Anderson, taught back to him, which is weird, which is the whole ultimate weirdness of how I process love line. That's how I learned how to do my stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. so anyways, Logan starts there. Uh, Adams, we're at the charity event. I get told Film Vault's dead forever. I'm the only Film oh. Vault fan that knows this. My heart is broken. I can't have any reaction at all because Brian's dealing with something far more serious. And Christy wasn't trying to be mean to me. To this day, I'm still scared of her. I don't know what just in my head somewhere. Like I'm terrified of her. She's the nicest person <laughs> in the world. She's lovely and she's hilarious and talented. I loved her show at Commercial Grade. And I loved her segment on the Corolla show. But I'm still deep down partially terrified of her. 
And so I mean, so it looks like at this point, Anderson and Brian, though, have only um, recorded like 15 episodes. Yeah, we have uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, plus real beat. Plus there's a couple okay. in there I think we lost. So let's say okay. uh, 20 episodes, 24 episodes or less, two dozen or less. And people were listening? Yeah, like they were, the, they were the podcast the got posted officially. So once the podcast okay. got posted officially, it became a real show. And all the 40,000 yeah, so pro listeners then transferred over. Not yeah. all of them, but a lot of them. And we remember Anderson saying and and that it was like when they first went on, they were high on iTunes. That's that's the uh, that's, not even there. Like, that, that's the next stage. We're not even there yet. Okay, okay, I'll I'll shut the fuck up. So this is this is the KLSX <laughs> podcast. Several thousand people probably downloaded them, and then also thousands of people downloaded the pirate files I was providing. So we we had we, we, we built up a thing, and on this message board, I was also providing love line on these secret threads. So we had threads on this message board that has like no views. My threads had five hundred ninety eight thousand views in a year, or a million. Like we wow. had crazy numbers, right? Like. Like it was just crazy traffic on this message board and these two threads. Were you able to make money off of that anyway? No, 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 no. Oh. I lost money. I, okay. I, was, I was running up credit card debt and people yeah. were calling me a thief and a scam artist and uh, oh, everything God. in the book. Uh, Selena, that I was going to murder Adam and Brian, that I still have to sit with that. So like so much to the degree that I didn't want to meet them or be around them because people would accuse me of trying to harm them or do something to them. So I just try to like, like, I basically let other people dictate how I live my life so I don't offend strangers. Can I ask you about that Selena thing anymore? I don't, or or was that something you just brushed by for a reason? I don't I don't understand. Oh, just with the idea of a, a fan killing a, a famous person. Oh, like Selena. Yeah. So that, that they always say is like you, that I'm going to murder Adam because I'm like a crazy drain. I got you. Unaware. Oh, okay. They don't know my personality at all. That I, I'll just leave, and that's what I do. Is I, <laughs> I ghost and vanish for years at a time when people are meeting. Yeah. Me. I don't try to force my way. Well, Anyways. the super fan geo doesn't sound like. Like an, you know, if you bothered to know nice. the history, though, and that some lady gave me the title, like, exactly. sure, whatever. I was just trying to be nice to a nice lady. I don't know. And then Teresa well, actually I'm... gave me my first iPod, the, the one who called me Super Fan Giovanni. Uh, she had these online stalkers who were trying to get her to quit. Uh, she almost committed herself, and she eventually did. They were trying to ruin oh. her life for years uh, because they just hated yeah. her. It had nothing to do with her. Turns out they did the same thing to Allison and Gina. It was just any girl who was on the show. And they'd always say it was really? because of the unique girl. But then when she'd leave, they'd, they'd, they'd love her, the last one, and hate the new one. And they did it for three in a row. Wow. And then they tell you about how great the last one was. It's like, dude, I have all these posts from you saying how she'd kill herself. And you're writing this stuff on her mommy blog and trying to ruin her life and like stalking her. Who was saying that? Oh, hundreds of people. There was these online trolls. Oh, Oh, that's, so they were like ruining Teresa's horrible. life as a news girl. Brian didn't get any of this because he was a dude. He was a sound effects guy. Yeah. So I, I'd help out and like get these people to stop by any means necessary. And it usually worked. And then Teresa just appreciated it. She hired pri- private investigators and stuff. They couldn't get him to stop. Wow. I, I eventually found one of the main guys. I just reasoned with him. He was uh, living with his uncle. He was sad. He loved Buckethead, the guitarist. And he loved Taylor <laughs> Swift circa 2009. And he was an adult man. Mm-hmm. I liked Taylor Swift circa oh, he, 2009. He liked her for... Teardrops on my guitar. No, no I, I love her for the same reasons. He liked her for Olsen <laughs> Twins turning 18 reasons. Oh, okay. He also probably liked I the music, but uh, like it was it was not reason. about that. I reasoned with the guy. Eventually, he was like, he just stopped doing it. But it, it was I made him I made him realize how much more pathetic I was than him. So like instead of like threatening him, <laughs> he was like, gross. I don't want to be part of these, this fan base anymore. And he left. Um, so, so uh, just before we get into right now, Gio is told that Brian will never appear on TFV again, and the show is done. So we are going to leave it there. 
I am going to, we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Sweet. We're just a little bit past Brian is diagnosed with cancer. Um, And then Gio has just been told that Brian will never appear on TFE again and the show is done. And that is because um, the show was continuing. Well, it hadn't or, yet. So like, we, to all it we hadn't know, yet. I don't, I don't know if they knew yet this yet or what, but it, it, I, I asked, like, you know, it, when Brian gets healthy, could he ever come back? I kind of like pushing a little bit. And it was like, no, it's not happening. I was like, okay. So I, and, you know, I dropped it. I didn't want to be too disrespectful. I was just trying to. Be because like, then Christy was even. So then Kristen, Christy must have been even angrier when she found out that it was going to continue without Brian or, and I'm that assuming was she probably had feelings on Brian's case. behalf because she loves him so much. And Brian even had yes. feelings and Brian never has feelings on that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, July yes. 27th, 2009, Steven, uh, from the UK, he launches the film vault.net and he hosts all the first, uh, non KLSX episodes, the free two HD episodes, basically everything, all the pirate stuff. He puts everything up there and he puts the top five films to miss fall winter with Mike Carano and miss movies co-hosting with Anderson and Brian's absence, much to Brian's chagrin, which he revealed later on. He felt like Anderson was replacing him. Anderson legitimately felt like he was just keeping the chair warm for him. And Anderson says he never thought he was going to die or go away. He thought he, he knew he'd be back. Uh, Brian, mm-hmm. I don't know how much he believes that or he did at the time. He's well past it now, but, uh, even Do you really like, think he was upset? I didn't. I, oh, I yes, never he was. They had it out, had it on air. There's a film vault about that. He's he said to Anderson, "Oh, you mean when you replace me?" Those like he yeah. hates those episodes. Okay, he won't listen to them. Like I've even brought up like when I, when Brian was coming back after this, I was like, "Oh, great! Now that the show's come back, let's bring uh, Mike Carano and Miss Movies on." And like Miss Movies was still gonna come on as Red Light Green Light, but Mike Carano wasn't coming on as a co-host. That wasn't happening. I'm like, yeah. But I was like, I was like, but he was so good. But Brian wasn't even receptive to that, even though he likes Mike. That's how yeah. he was not happy. So I don't understand why, how Brian couldn't understand all of that. But he thought he was dying and he's being replaced from the thing he created. The show was his impetus that he made Anderson do, mm-hmm. and now Anderson's taking it over without him, without even consulting him, and without saying, "Hey, here's what I'm going to do." Like it's it's all it's all miscommunication, dude. It's all people thinking the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, Anderson's yeah. the guy that a month later uh, or uh, was pulling Brian's penis out of his pants so he could urinate the movies and then putting it back for him. Yeah. So I was like, what? And nobody I, in life would I do that. that for, nobody would do that habit. for me if my life depended on it. Or a hobby. Yeah. Like, I do it as a hobby. Like, I go to – You go to bathrooms, you help bathrooms. cancer guys with their dicks. I know. It's, it's, yeah. Do you have cancer? No, it, I can help. You get something out of it, they get something out, out of it. for you. Win-win. <laughs> You're a hero. You are a hero. <laughs> I'm I'm a hero. I don't like to say it, but I am a hero. Sorry. Uh, well, so Stephen to... from the UK launches the filmvault.net. Yeah, and people um, always like you... to make a thing about me and Stephen hating each other. There's no. There's I was thing. just gonna ask that. Oh yeah. my god. On the message board, uh, he also had hosted my Loveline files for me. This thing called Loveline Central. So he was hosting Loveline Central and the Film Vault files in the same place. But the Film Vault wasn't mm-hmm. part of Loveline. He was there because he'd have a separate site. And uh, the site got shut down for uh, posting the files. I mean, somebody reported it. And I got bummed out. I'm like, oh, man, all that work down the tubes. This is before Loveline Tapes existed or any other website that was inspired by my work. And I was kind of mm-hmm. sad about it. And I, like, made some posts. And he was just, he, like, he made fun of me. He was basically calling me, like, a poofter or a pussy. And, like, it was, so it was, you it was guys, just harmless. It wasn't even anything bad. But I was just like, Are oh. you still in contact at all? In oh, no, we never, we never spoke after that. You don't know where he is. I now think he's still in Ireland. Day, I don't think he wanted to do with me. Like we weren't like best friends. We we're just two guys on a message board. I give him files. Mm-hmm. He put them on a site. That's and too bad. It'd be someone I would love to interview. Yo, you can get hold of Joe Anderson. They're still in touch with him. 
Oh, is, okay. Oh, yeah, All right. Do. Well, maybe he's, I he's a really ask. nice dude. So yeah. he, he did this website. Okay. He kept it up from 2009 through 2012. He, he did it all himself. I don't think they ever paid him. And they started yeah. hosting these independent podcasts on uh, his website. Okay. Filmvault.net. And uh, so the first film, um, what the first uh, topic was, was top, top five, five films to miss fall winter. Okay. So it was kind of a weird uh, title too. It's like skip these movies. That aren't released yet. Yeah, I know for the first one back. And hey, it's also, here's it's also not the film spirit to like watch. tell you not to watch movies that they haven't seen yet. Even like Red Light Green Light's the closest they get to that, but that's before films oh, are even produced. It was movies they haven't even seen. I thought they were saying, "Here's movies we've seen, and we urge you to skip it." But I don't think so because it's fall winter and this came out in July. So I'm pretty sure from memory, there's like here's the movies coming up that sound bad. I didn't start listening till 2011. That's so cool. See, that's, that's why we're doing this, because people don't know all this shit. Yeah. So when I was yeah. listening to these episodes in Hawaii, there's like stories of me walking to the Walmart at like 11 p.m., listening to the pirate episodes over and over again, the first podcast files, and then picking up an air conditioner, getting on a bus, getting back to my apartment at like 2.30 in the morning, trying to install a <laughs> oh window-mounted air conditioner with the film vault just playing. And it's like, it's it's so, we're, we're all connected. So people are listening to these files. Oh, I know. That's... Then That's what I said, like, it, we are a family. It's a weird thing. So anyways, mm-hmm. with all this happening, uh, 2009, it is announced on air that Brian will host some sort of film show on Ace Broadcasting Network. And my brain mm-hmm. just starts, what, 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 what? I have, to, I have to do something. I have to save the show. I have to do something. So uh, after literally over a year, this is in 2010 now, of me pestering Brian, Donnie, and Adam, I get Adam to say on air, because I was on the Adam Carolla show, I think, five or six times. I'm a legendary Hall of Famer guest. I'm uh, basically wow. the Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin. Hey, that was a sniff there. Mm-hmm. That was a de- deserved sniff. That was a Brian sniff. <laughs> it wasn't Duke. <laughs> Self-satisfied <laughs> sniff. Uh, so after doing that, I get Adam to say, yes, Brian can have the film vault, and he can call it the film vault he wants to, and yes, Anderson can come work here. I won't block him from working here. Nice. Okay. And that's the thing that Brian would never broach. Brian would even promote the film vault on the morning show when he was working for the morning show yeah. making the film vault. So he wasn't going to stick his neck on the line for a guy he's kind of mad at and say, hey, can Anderson come work here too, boss? So he wasn't going to do that. Yeah. Uh, and nobody did. I was the only person to I do I even it. feel bad sometimes saying to like Anderson and Brian, like, hey, do you mind like shouting out my podcast? Like, so I kind of get where Brian's coming from. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, each place has its place, and and you don't feel like it's the right place. Brian to bring is like rocking the boat, and then also yeah, how people exactly. talk about Anderson too. It's like, am I going to die on this hill that nobody else will die on? But Geo, the guy who has nothing to lose, who's best buddies with Ace Man, <laughs> yeah. who, who helps him through his lawsuits, can just say, "Hey, Ace Man, can Anderson come work here?" On the on the podcast, and they air it, and he said yes, and it was basically dependent. Hey, on Ace Brian. man, can can Anderson come over to play? Yeah, and it, <laughs> it was dependent on Brian, what Brian wants. So I guess Brian yeah. and Anderson, they worked out whatever they were going to work out. It has nothing to do with me. That's all I did. That's my only role was recording the pirate shows, essentially creating a little bit of a fandom on the message board. Anderson even came mm. to that message board back in 08. He came as member Tiburon because he loves sharks and his, his work. And he was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. He joked around with us a little bit. He was a little harsh, post a couple of times. And he's like, what, you guys stealing our show, pirating our show? And he's like, oh, thanks. You know, like, but it was just kind of, it wasn't really involved. And then like, he told yeah. me to fuck off or something and he never came back. Uh, but so that's all I did in the show. But that's the thing that Anderson always gets a sticking point and he would use on air and he'd go, listen, Gio, I know you're listening right now. You didn't create the show. You didn't save the show. You didn't do that. Like he'd get mad at me mm-hmm. and say something. It was nothing I ever, I never said any of that. It was just trying to record mm-hmm. history accurately as it unfolded. And Anderson at the time was a little more hostile. Didn't know who I, who I was, where I was coming from and felt like I at wanted At the very something. least, at the very least, you helped the show immensely. 
Yeah, I guess. I, I just, I just, all I did was get Adam to say, yes, he could do this one part. They did all the work. I don't know what they did behind the scenes, but 2010, yeah. the film vault and Ace Broadcasting begins. So it starts relatively early, uh, before May, because I have an email from May from Brian where me and him are talking about, uh, hey, do you have the old list we used to do? I'm like, oh yeah, here's this old list. I found it from the Wayback Machine or whatever. Like, Here, take them all. Use these. And then me going, oh, the show is flowing pretty good. Here's what I think of this, blah, blah, blah. So they're doing that. And then in 2011, July, uh, due to having never been paid $1 for over a year's worth of episodes, due to not signing the unprofessional and possibly illegal contract that actually may have gotten Donnie in trouble if they did sign, uh, proposed by Donnie and his family, uh, who were you know trying to hijack Adam's broadcasting career with this fake company, Ace Broadcasting, that didn't actually exist. So like, there's a multitude of reasons why you can't sign that contract. They want full ownership. And this wasn't Adam. Okay. Adam has no idea this is happening. I, they're trying to take full ownership of Adam at the same time, too. They're trying to pod people Adam as well. He, he has no say over it. He's his friend. So he's just like, I don't yeah. know what to do. I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. As we will always do with Adam. Yeah. He's not good at that stuff. And uh, So how, like, how many episodes? And these episodes are going out as podcasts, podcast, right? Podcast once a week. Uh, over and this is Orange Couch. Yep, over 52 of them, I believe. Okay. And uh, over 52 on the ACE broadcasting on the orange couch. Logan's the producer. They have yep. a, some guests on. It's kind of a different format than they do now. It's kind of more like a traditional podcast. With I always company. loved hearing Logan's girlfriend at the time, like snick, like, you know, snigger in the background. Uh, it was or, his girlfriend. Or... It was Katie. Who's Katie? I did. I don't never understood. Oh, this is a great story, buddy. This is a great. Let's make me real sad though. Cause it makes me so sad. So Logan had, there was two other interns at Corolla show who were the first unpaid interns along with me. There's four of us. There was four interns. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was funny. Donnie and his family called themselves the core four, like to cut. And then Mm -hmm. Adam was not included. That was their secret meeting group. And that's came on the lawsuits. So you never met Anderson during this? No, Anderson wasn't there yet. So Anderson was, this was 09 before Anderson came out in 2010. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I don't, I've only interacted on a message board. That's all I've done. And then also I called into Dr. Drew's morning show because Drew also had a morning show in 2008. And I asked him about vaccines because my parents never vaccinated me because they didn't love me. And I just wanted a schedule because I couldn't get one from a doctor. (laughs) He kept trying to give me the wrong vaccine saying, oh, you want boosters? I'm like, no, I have never had the basic ones. I just need to know the order of operations to get them so I don't get the wrong ones. I can't get a booster for one I've never had the base for. But they didn't understand yeah. that. And Drew tried to explain it to me. It was too early. It was 2008. So nobody really had the adult vaccine thing. Now it's kind of figured out. And now I'm too old. So you knew about COVID back in 2008? This was regular <laughs> vaccines. This I'm is, kidding. Uh, I know. So, I'm, I'm being an idiot. I, yeah. I'm sorry. It's just a, it's a, it, it kills me, man. I, all I wanted was to be able to swim in Lake Washington my entire life. I lived next to it. All my <laughs> friends did. I couldn't because I had active polio. You had polio? The lake. Active. They dumped medical waste in the lake in the 70s. There's still active polio samples pulled from Lake Washington to this oh. day. So swimming that's why it, you didn't swim. Swimming in it can result in you getting polio and you're fucked. Wow, this episode's making me out to seem so dumb. But anyways. Oh, you're not dumb at all. Uh, you're not. You're, 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 <laughs> this is all complicated and crazy. So anyways, we're the first four interns. I'm remote. So I was in the – by the time the podcast so started, remote. I'd moved from Hawaii to Chicago to get my job back. So I'm mm-hmm. uh, basically I'm two months back into my job or three months, and when the radio show gets canceled and the podcast starts, I'm helping Mike Chaffee remotely. We get it all launched. I do all this stuff with him. Nobody has any idea. We did all the work. Chaffee did everything. I just helped him. I was basically a sounding board, but I was there. I witnessed it. I'm the, I'm yeah. the, Mar- I'm the Adam Curry of RSS feeds. Hey, why don't you put that there, boss? <laughs> oh, okay. Good job. <laughs> so I'm that good. So I, I'm there witnessing this all remotely. They hire Logan. Logan, uh, and then they hire Katie, who Logan knows. Katie is another intern. She's great. They call her Blaster Girl. 
uh, because Damashek would have her play the blaster sound effect on Dave's of Thunder, another podcast I did with Dave Damashek, mm-hmm. who was the co-host on The Morning Show, who then eventually got his own podcast because Adam always gives people extra free jobs and money, <laughs> takes care of everybody. And so Katie was there. So I came in at the – I started listening at the end of the Orange Couch, day, Orange Couch Days, and I didn't really know who Katie – I thought she was Logan's girlfriend everyone laughing did. in the everyone background. Always okay. thought they were, everyone always thought okay. they were dating. Katie was like co-producer. She'd also produce and do some stuff sometimes as well. They would go on the oh. After Disaster at night with Anderson and Mike Carano and Tyler White and like get drunk and play with machetes in the parking lot. The After Disaster was <laughs> called the Loveline After Disaster. It was an independent podcast recorded by Anderson with his friends after Loveline aired and they would just fuck around. And so, so when did after the after uh, wow I can't after disaster when did that start? That started uh, 2011-ish, 2011 ish twenty twenty eleven. Okay, right so around, around this time. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Katie had already been at Corolla for about a year now. Logan been okay. there. There's other guy, Gabe. Gabe was a nice guy. Uh, Gabe really wanted to work on The Walking Dead in Atlanta. Uh, he was out there. He was trying his best. Really good dude. Um, I came out to like a live show, and I was supposed to help out. And uh, I never eat at live shows because I'm a vegetarian, by, not by choice. I drown and die as a baby. There's never any food for me. We're at the improv club. I just assume they're not going to have any food. Katie and Logan invited me to eat, but they were kind of cold-shouldering me. Like, there's this thing of, like, I'm the remote intern, and people always acted like I'm trying to, like, shove my way in or do something. So, like, the one day the Make-A-Wish kids there, it was me, uh, they were like, hey, you want to come eat with us? But like, I felt like they didn't want me around, so I didn't, I didn't join them. I stayed with Mike Dawson, the announcer, and I helped set up the, <laughs> the live show. And I was just working all day long. And then at the end of the day, I was supposed to go crash at Gabe's house because I had no money. I'm a poor person. I was coming from living in Hawaii off my credit cards. Don't have a license at the time. Just got my job back. It's $8 an hour. I've been without a job for two years. It's, it's terrible. And uh, so Gabe's nice enough to let me crash on his couch with his roommates. So I get back okay. at midnight. It's silent. The sliding glass door is open, a house I've never been to. I'm walking at nighttime. It's uh, dark. Yeah. There's a couch with a blanket on it. I just drank two gallons of water because I was, I was dehydrated all day. So I just drank one of those giant ones. And yeah. uh, I'm having some stomach problems you discussed earlier because I have an empty <laughs> stomach and I basically just With, do what yeah. you do when you prepare for a colonic. <laughs> so I go to the bathroom and there's mushrooms so growing empty. out of the floor. Oh, wow. Literal mushrooms. And come on, Gabe. Paper thin walls with all three of their bedrooms surrounding me. Uh huh. And what's about to happen, there's going to be noise. It's all going to be liquid, but there's going to be a lot of noise, and it's going to sound probably like a gunshot. So in my mind, well, I, go, you- I go, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pretend this didn't happen. Uh, I'm just going to go to bed. And I go to bed, wake up mm-hmm. in the morning. Shit, I got to get my flight. Call a cab. Get in the cab. This is a pre-Uber. Uh, the cab comes. I'm like, what is that smell? I'm like, this cab driver is disgusting. I'm like, this is gross. I'm like, man, I'm not, I guess I'm going to tip this guy, but I'm really grossed out. Get through security at the Burbank Airport. Bob Hope Airport is a tiny little cart. It still smells. I'm like... I'm going to go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Look at myself. Nothing on me. I'm like, what the fuck is that smell? My pants. I'm wearing brown uh, dickies. <laughs> that wasn't mm-hmm. probably not a good idea. The, <laughs> and uh, I'm wearing them. There's no, nothing on them. Nothing on my pants. Nothing. Pull them off. I'm like, what's that? My butt feels a little weird. It's like it's like dry, though. Like, we got wet and dried. Apparently, in my sleep, I sharded. But it's all liquid. <laughs> so there's no material. It's just butt liquid. Dried on my oh pants. Oh, my God. Gross smell. So then I realize I've left it all over his blanket on that couch and maybe on the couch itself. So I call oh, a cab back. I run outside the show. airport. It's a tiny airport. I get in the cab, race back to this house I've never been to before, open the sliding glass door, pull the blanket off. Luckily, there's nothing anywhere, but the blanket does smell like butt. So I'm like, you know what? 
I'm going to throw this out the trash. I put it on top of the trash can just in case he wants or something. And then I call Gabe. I run back to the airport, get back to the security, get on my plane, get to Denver. So I get to Denver. I call Gabe. I tell him what happened. So embarrassed. I have to tell him the truth. I say, I go, I'm sending you money. I send him like 80 bucks or something. Uh, and uh, he's like, oh, you don't have to do that. Uh, Katie's, of course, there in the background. Here's everything. Uh, not a confidant. Uh, this comes up later. <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, Gabe, uh, Gabe eventually leaves, goes to work on The Walking Dead. Tragically, he passed away nice. in his sleep oh. last year. Nobody knows really what happened. Oh, his girlfriend oh. posted on Facebook. I couldn't get a hold of Logan or Katie. I finally got a hold of Katie on Instagram. She had like, a, oh, that's, that's sad. He was a nice guy, and that's about it. Nobody on air would give mm. him a, a rest in peace and memoriam. Nobody remembered him on staff. He worked there for mm. a year. Adam remembered him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but no, nobody else did, and so they just kind of – Well, I mean – a lot of people like I just, I just see myself in that so much just this dude worked there he put his heart yeah. and sweat and tears in the show and nobody remembers his he heart existed and soul. he's just dead I there. know uh, so anyways uh, anyway, Katie eventually left uh, the network because she wanted to work at Earwolf it was her dream job she loved all the okay she loved the comedy stylings of Earwolf she loved everything there uh, yeah she, I love she loved Earwolf. everything about it and this can all be told now because we're 10 years removed and I think she hates me anyway I always love <laughs> the world Katie I think she's great so she goes over there, and they have this weird co-manager who got into it with Scott Alkerman, the head of the network who created it. And eventually, mm-hmm. they had a lawsuit and a breakup like all the podcast networks did. But she gets over yeah. there, and this guy's a total asshole. He's like condescending, sexist, rude, piece of shit, fires her the first week. Oh, wow. She confides in me. Like, I think she like walked off, so she didn't even technically get fired. Basically, it was, it was not a good place. And I, I'm like, go back to Corolla. She's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going back there. I didn't know the stuff with Donnie that she probably had her own things with Donnie, how shitty those people were to her and she didn't want to be back there. It wasn't about Adam. And I was like, I was mm-hmm. like come on, you, you can't, you can't give up on this. You're, you're like the podcast. You're like the new podcast producer in this town. You got to do this. This is your career. And then she's like, oh, who I'll else had she out. been podcasting for? Like what made her so. She was just good. Like, she was great. Her- Everybody wanted her. She was like, okay. Wolf wanted okay. Culture. like she was, she's okay. Chick. She's a producer. She's attractive. Uh, she's funny. Like it's like all the things you would want. Like it, it hits all the boxes yeah. of like you, normally there's there's a bunch of overweight white guys who produce podcasts. Nobody wants them. It's just how it is. Yeah, uh, they, <laughs> yeah. they want somebody who's unique and can do this. And she she she, she also had the talent. She was better than Donnie. She was better than anybody at the network. She's better than Logan. She was the best producer at the network. So I, I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, you got to do something. And I always butt in and try to like help and do things. People get mad at me. So I told Adam what happened, not like the tattletale. I was like, hey, Ace Man. What if you called uh, Chris Hardwick and Nerdist? Do you think, you think you'd do anything? He's like, I'll do it right now. Calls Nerdist. Nerdist hires Katie. She works there, I think, uh, for over 10 years, and now she currently still works with him. Uh, she bought a house, got a career, life, dog, boyfriend of 10 years. Uh, she, after she gets the call, she calls me up, tells me what piece of shit she, I am, how much she hates me, how I butt in her life. I should never have said anything or done anything, and she can do her own deals, you know, blah, blah, blah. People always do that to me. And just kind of goes off on me and uh, never talks since. Then she went on the after disaster wow. about a month later, and then she started oh, really? getting a little drunk about like random people she doesn't like. She goes, "And I know what you shit your pants, dude. So why don't you watch your mouth?" Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't even know that happened. I just heard that after disaster like oh, a month or two ago. I never even knew that aired, and I was just like, "Oh, wow. now I'm sad." A decade later, and all I did was just try to step in to help out because she was treated so unfairly. But like, you can't. Yeah, people don't want you to do that. But it did lead to no. like her working there. Maybe she would have thought of like to ask Adam herself, but nobody ever does that. I don't know, man. So that, that's what happened with Katie. That's who that was. And uh, that, that's, uh, so anyways, back to the, the 2011. Dude would never have been paid a dollar. The illegal contract, they won't sign because they won't be paid till they sign the contract. It takes full ownership. The, the film vault leaves Ace Broadcasting. Uh, Logan was mm-hmm. also leaving for other reasons we can't get into, but he just wasn't going to oh. work there anymore. 
And they were basically siding with their producer being loyal to him as well. So it was like, we, we oh. already weren't going to sign this contract. We didn't know how to get out of this. And Logan's leaving, so we're going to leave with him. So a sign mm-hmm. of solidarity, they leave with him, even though it was much more than that. Hmm. So I'm going proposed by Donnie and saying we're trying to illegally hijack Yeah, they want over 50% owner. They want a full ownership over 50% of the money. They didn't pay him for any of those episodes. They made a ton of cash. Uh, Anderson always argues about why they had to be listed as comedy. Mike Chaffee did that as a strategic move. Back in the day, nobody was going in the other categories of iTunes podcasting, only comedy. Even Joe Rogan's mm. podcast, he's a comedian. His show isn't funny. It's never been funny. It's just not, it's not, not even being an insult. He just doesn't want, like, okay. jokes. he yells at people for telling jokes and makes those wah, wah, wah. If they tell a joke on his show, yeah. like, hey, it's a thing. All the comedians talk about it. It can be funny when he thinks things are funny, when he's saying that uh, the movie theater he was in uh, was like Planet of the Apes because it was all African American viewers. <laughs> I remember hearing that live and going, that's yeah. going to come back to haunt you in 10 years, buddy. And it fucking One day, did. yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, that's just, that's just, everything was in comedy podcast categories. So they put the film vault there. And instead of having a couple hundred or a thousand listeners, like everything else in TV and film, 40,000 listeners immediately. So they got a ton of people hearing them, and there was lots of opinions and lots of carryover of like, oh, this is that asshole Anderson Adam hates. Well, I hate you too, bro, because I love the Ace mm. Man. Unaware yeah. that none of that's true. Or people like, Brian should have died of cancer. Like, that still happens to this day. It's oh, my God. Brutal. Fuck Fuck those people. That's where the Frank comes from and all those fake names they use is all those early yeah, Frank, yeah. for people who were saying things about the show. Like they're still, like that still haunts Brian Anderson to this day. So in 2011, yeah. Film Vault continues on as an independent podcast as we know it today that showed extreme character and loyalty to keep the producer and uh, continue the continuity of the listening experience for us fans. And eventually Logan yeah. left because uh, money things with Anderson not having any more gigs and then Anderson being able to do those jobs, even though it's a small amount of money, I think he had a percentage I'm not going to say what it was. Well, he went to Sony, too. He got a, he got more he work a, and more jobs, and he had yeah, more time commitments, a, and so there's less time they could all meet up and record, so it was kind of win-win-win, mm-hmm. win. and then also I think they were getting like that thing of familiarity, breed contempt, like you've been on the film vault 10 years, it's only getting this big, it's never going to get bigger than this. What is this? Yeah. It, it's kind of an albatross if you're trying to start a career. So now when they- Which on, I kind I agree, yeah. Sorry. No, I'm with you 100%. But now when they're on air together, it's so magical. It's like, now I want more Logan. Yeah. <laughs> I love Logan. Oh, yeah. The, he Logan was great. He was great. I love I love Avery. I oh, didn't... Avery's dope. I don't want Avery gone. Avery's the best. I, I'm so Yeah, I'm so at first I was kind of like, eh, but also when anything new happens, it's a... Uh, uh, what's up? No, I can't think of the word, but it's it's a stepping stone, right? You got you you got to go through and especially with a show we've had had Logan for ten years, and then all of a sudden there's this new guy. You're kind of like, eh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was. I think Logan was like nine years or eight and a half, but everything I think was a bit a little bit too with the fans like Anderson and Brian do that as well, like. You know, if they're mean to the guy, then the fans will defend him, that kind of thing. I just wasn't playing. I like yeah. Avery. Even when he says something, I disagree. Me too. I, I like love him. him. So I, he's really talented. Yeah. He's a fully formed yeah. uh, stand-up comedian as well. I always want to compliment yeah. him, but I don't want to insult him. If you look at his <laughs> stage presence, he has perfect stage presence. That's one of the hardest he things does. to do. I've, I've watched. Yeah. His writing, every time I see him, is better and better. And that's the thing that evolves over time. So like having stage presence is like, that's the yeah. hardest part of the fight. Like he's, he's already there. So he's going to blow up yeah. as a comedian. They better, they better latch onto this guy or get as much as they can out of him before he's gone. Oh, that's, that'd be awesome. He's great. And, uh, super talented. I can tell his humor is just really smart oh, and yeah. you can, 
he he doesn't talk a ton on TFV, but like you can you can tell blow your mind with a sentence or make you laugh with a sentence. He yeah, his reaction on the TFV bonus episode when Anderson's reading a list of the victims in Barbarian, and then he <laughs> says Asian bitch, which is Asian dash bitch by the way. So it was I don't think it was about her race. Like he was saying she's an Asian woman and she happens to also be bitchy. Just for yeah, record right. sake, the guy might not have been a racist <laughs> that way, uh, but when he read that, I, then, he then, probably was. Yeah, he, oh no, he definitely was. He was a very, very bad man. He's, he's everything is horrible. But then yeah. he just started laughing uncontrollably. Somebody on a uh, post on Patreon, like top ten or top five TFE moments, it was, and like nobody knows that happened unless you're a patron. I, I was begging Anderson to release it. It's such a great tease to get you on Patreon too. Like, here's what we do over yeah. there. Check out the spoiler yeah. episode. And hopefully they're filming those because then we can use those on TikTok and 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 some of those funny things can be brought can reel people in. Yeah, video component is necessary nowadays to reel anybody for a podcast. The only way a podcast can blow up is with video. Basically, Rogan took over the model and then abandoned it, and now everybody's trying to fill that gap outside of Spotify. Which I thought YouTube was dead. Like I thought like YouTube oh, was on its way out. I thought YouTube was dead before okay. YouTube was alive. I was I was denigrating YouTube in 2008. I was like fucking YouTube, these dorks on YouTube. Oh, you I've never mm. watched YouTube. My life depended on it. And now I, I watch in, YouTube more than anything. For me it's like the last few years it's just been like YouTube is still growing oh, yeah. and growing like Dude, I watch hugely. YouTube more than any other TV show or anything. It's Really? Stupid. I I don't. I like never watch YouTube. I never did. And I, it, it took over my all life. my nieces and nephews and like younger friends. Like, what are you watching? Oh, just YouTube. And they watch their influencers they love. And I'm like, God, I, I must be old because I either wanted to watch a movie or a TV show. I don't need to watch what other people are doing. I don't give a fuck. I, I'm, I'm somewhere in between now because I've, I've really burnt out on other people's opinions, especially when it comes to MCU stuff, uh, just because people are not that <laughs> educated about it. And also I have this complex where my entire life I've never been able to have or do anything. And it's all a series of circumstantial things and it's, it's not reality. But drowning and dying as an infant, uh, being run over as a kid, being left for dead, all the ways that I've just kind of been, uh, essentially wow. my entire life I've been made to feel like, oh dude, your mom was re- rendered infertile in a uh, drunk driving accident on her way to the last uh, month of deep sea diver school and her best friend was killed in her lap and his tooth went in her skull and she could never menstruate again. And the doctors told her oh she couldn't God. menstruate or, um, what's the other word I'm looking for, uh. Uh, have a child? No, no, no. The, the other term. Ovaries? Uh, during the cycle, during the month, when it's uh, time when you're fertile. As ovulate. A word, I, a word I know, and I can't think of it at the time. I don't know what's going on wrong with me. I'm going brain dead. Ovulate? Yep, ovulate. There you go. She couldn't menstruate or ovulate. And the doctors mm-hmm. told her that. And so she went on for years, like having living boyfriends, being a, an adult woman. And then she met my father, mm-hmm. uh, who asked her for her French fries at some random place. They went on one date. It was the worst eight minutes of her life, she's told me many, many times. <laughs> And uh, he was a virgin and uh, she was infertile. Uh-huh. And then seven months later, she's gigantic. And they've told her it's a ball of mucus, a parasite, blah, blah, blah. They finally check out. Oh, you're pregnant. That's impossible. And uh, Do people, you should get that engraved uh, when you die a hundred years from now. Giovanni. Reverse <laughs> Jesus. Ball, ball of mucus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a parasite or something, bitch. Parasite, ball of, mus- ball of mucus. Yeah, it ended up with my I'm mom kidding. having to, my dad didn't even show up. He showed up to watch an episode of Kung Fu in the delivery room, which I found out was in reruns at the time. It had been six years mm-hmm. since it actually aired. So he'd probably already seen this episode of Kung Fu. At the very least, it was not important to watch rather than the birth of your son <laughs> or hang out your son. He just showed up at the end. And then my mom had to drive herself 
uh, home from a C-section with a naked baby hanging oh off her breast in a pickup truck uh, with no seatbelt. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's my life. Yeah, I've this whole thing in my life. Of, I'm not allowed to have anything or do anything. And so the whole idea of people like denigrating Marvel movies, like the biggest thing in the world is MCU movies. And even that, people are like, let's just get rid of those. Uh, Giovanni likes we'll, them. We'll definitely get into that in the next episode. But So that, that's why um, I've been cutting back on YouTube content because everyone's opinion now, if, even if it's not talking about Marvel, I'm watching a tech show about yeah. level one techs talking about how to do like data entry and like uh, IT yeah. support. And they're like, yeah, these Marvel movies are terrible. And I'm like, get, 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 shut up. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm, Just stop. I'm right there with you. Me. Trust me. Yeah. Um. Wow. I almost want to dive deep into some of some of your upbringing, but like, there's an entire uh, episode of the Doctor Drew podcast, episode thirty-seven. I'll link you, and if it's not posted, I'll provide you a file. Oh, it's still up. okay. It's my entire backstory compressed. I shared it on air, wow. and everybody just makes fun of me for being run over as a little kid now, which I oh would never gosh. do. Anybody. Well, I just got to say, I'm really sorry to hear that, but you have obviously grown, and your memory oh, is yeah. amazing. I actually I interviewed yeah. my dad and my mom to prove it, and I asked my mom, I oh. was like, "Hey, uh, people online don't believe that I was run over by a car," and she's like, "Sorry. "So you have a good." relationship with your dad no not at all or uh, I, oh, okay. he's like a guy i've met him 24 times it's <laughs> a funny story about my dad he's a film director <laughs> mm. oh he abandoned me so he really? could direct films uh, he didn't want a kid okay. he accused my mom of baby trapping even though it's impossible she had oh no idea god uh, so they wouldn't acknowledge my existence uh, wouldn't pay child support wouldn't do anything he went to the Cannes film festival every year of my life he only had a movie two years mm. he went he went over 30 mm. times Good movies or no? Movie? One of them was uh, Wild Child, which is basically a ripoff of like uh, the Babysitter or those kind of movies. You know, like uh, the Crush, okay, that kind of thing. Teenage girl obsessed, cheap, what cheap year? made. Then there was uh, this is like ninety, and then there, there's another okay. one before that that's like a uh, it's not bad touch bad. Is it, there's another movie that has like bad something. And it's like that. And it's also a ripoff. And then he made one called good team in 2005, super low budget. This is basically the slave trade never ended and people still trade slaves. Oh, Great script, uh, no budget. And it was shot for three. So it does not look like a movie. Oh no, that's, that's not, good. I know. I told him why'd you waste your time? Anyway, so I met the dude like 24 times, maybe less. Every time we, we hang out, we go see a movie. He's never sat through a single movie in its entirety, including Bad Moon, 1996 werewolf movie, Mariel Hemingway. It's, I think it's 79 minutes, 78 minutes. It's barely yeah. a movie with credits. He walked out of that. It's a great movie. It's Mason Gamble, a kid played Dennis uh, the Menace, uh, like 13 years old, fighting his werewolf uncle. And there's a dog in there? it. Oh, dude. Let's go, I have to say this. There's a dog in it named uh, Primo. And he's playing Thor. Primo. This is based off a book called Thor. The book is from the dog's oh. POV of Doberman about his owner's brother coming back who's a werewolf and him having to protect the family. And the dog, the book's written from the dog's POV. And they can't do the movie that way, but the dog's a character. And this dog called Primo <laughs> played him, just one dog. He's the best dog actor I've ever seen in my fucking life. He has reactions <laughs> with his teeth. He'll like pull his teeth back and go, what? Say, What? <laughs> like he's, he's suspecting uh, this, this man of being a werewolf and he's like investigating his trailer and stuff and he's like watching him I, I can't you have to watch a movie it's crazy but nothing he'll, but why, did the, why did your dad walk out why Why couldn't he finish the movie I used to think he had a coke what? problem I actually had dressed with my mom and then he, uh, she brought up and he, no he just doesn't like movies that much. he doesn't like anything and then it was before cell phones so he wasn't even calling his live-in girlfriend <laughs> she's a paralyzed yeah. his common-law wife I guess of like 30 years and he calls oh, her wow. all the time and like he, he's on a leash like Drew is so it's partly that but before that, it wasn't that. Long kiss goodnight he walked out of. Long kiss goodnight, Jeez. bro. Long What's kiss wrong goodnight. With Come on. Uh, so are they both still alive? First Wives Club. Dad? He walked out of First Wives Club. I, granted, uh, that may have made, made, gave some weird feelings, but still, he didn't date my mom. He wasn't married to her. What the fuck? 
No, yeah, true. Are they both still alive? Your yeah, parents? they're both alive. He's in Portland. Uh, he's still trying. He thinks one day he's going to get a hit movie. And then recently he revealed to me his plan was to go to Cannes and like be Harvey Weinstein, like buy and sell films and just be like a player. Like if an idiot like that can do it, why can't I? And I, I can't no. even begin to explain him why that's the dumbest thing no I've one ever should heard in my entire life. Be. And he wasted his life yeah. as a fucking moron. If he wanted to be a film director, yeah. he showed him how. And I myself wanted to be a director, but I completely ditched that ambition or idea because I didn't want to be anything like him. Oh wow, yeah. No, that can have that can have its effects. <laughs> yeah, so I just decide I don't want to be anything like that person, so I will just uh enjoy the things I love. I don't need to make them. Yeah. Um I have two more things to ask you before we take a well, we end this show and then we move over to the superhero movies. Please. If you're still good with that. Oh, I'm still good. If you're still good, buddy, this is my favorite thing in the world. I love this. I feel this like is... I'm downloading all the things that people need to know. I feel like the two people who go, I am loving there's like this. two people in the chat when we do those live watch alongs where if they say Geo, yeah. like they'll go, ugh. And like I won't ever comment on it, but like it hurts my feelings. And I think they're like think I'm like a self-aggrandizing what? person who wants to be famous. They don't know this. I asked Brian and Anderson to stop thanking me because I didn't want those people to have to hear my name because it makes them feel bad. I know Brian Anderson liked me. I don't need to hear him thank me. And I'd much prefer if I come up organically, like in the email thing or yeah, Geo Johnny yeah, yeah. stuff or something. It's it's funner. Like I don't I don't care if I come up at all, but I'd rather just not mention me. Mention another fan who does stuff, you know, at the end who's like cool. Like that's how I got to know you. I didn't know you were. I just kept hearing yeah. Mitch Burns all the time. And then I saw yeah. your post on Facebook about like why does Anderson talk about super movies and you hate him? Why does he not talk about him at all? And I misinterpret it oh, yeah. because I'm so. Sometimes I get angry. No, no, you're right. But I, I misinterpret because I'm so sensitive. I'm like, this motherfucker doesn't want Andrew talking about superhero movies. It's all I got. And But it's because you love them so much like I do. Yes. So when I wrote to Anderson, yes. Brian, I'm like, who's this Mitch Burns guy or Bitch Kearns? You literally asked them? I go, yeah, oh this, this Bitch Kearns guy trying to tell me not to watch movies anymore. And they're like, oh, no, Mitch is this. And then you wrote to me immediately for no reason. I think I just commented something, but it was, it was nice. And you were the nicest man in the world. And then I was I like, always oh. respond. And then I wrote back to yeah. Anderson, Brian, I go, oh, cancel the bit. I wanted to do a bit where I was going after Bitch Kearns and I was mean to Mitch and I was going to like call him names and be rude and be like, I hate Mitch. And then I was like, he's the nicest dude in the world. I love Mitch. I love Mitch. Cancel, cancel the bit. I don't want to do the bit. It's not, it's not funny. <laughs> I, uh, it's actually funny because I literally just emailed them about two weeks ago and said, hey, you guys, ha- like now that I'm doing the listener list and this, I'm like, just stop, you stop bringing up my name. Oh. Don't bring it up anymore. Just don't bring it up anymore. I don't need all the praise. Like, thank you, but you know, it's, I I enjoy doing it. We're the same and dude, like, Mitch. We're the same dude. Yeah, Avery emailed me. He's like, "Fuck that! I'm going to bring it up more now." And I'm like, "I also okay. grab dudes' cocks at movie theaters." I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're the same guy. Um, yeah, and then so the other question I have, and this is just me being dumb because I don't listen to the after disaster. I oh. don't. I have never listened to an episode. You which can jump in any time so if you want to. Yeah, it's just I will. a conversation. Now that There's I... no continuity. Avery comes okay. from the After Disaster. He was a fan, and he came on the Black oh. Disaster, which they still talk about. But they talk mm-hmm. about in a way like it's kind of like pathetic white guy. Like we had these three black guys on. It was like a really great. It's like you no, know, it's a fine episode, <sighs> but like you guys didn't solve the world's problems. Like like it's just an episode <laughs> of the After Disaster. Like you're not heroes for having three black fans on. Like <laughs> like it's a weird. So thing to... you. Love the after after disaster too, right? Oh yeah, it's a great show. It's a perfect okay. podcast. Okay, and was Doctor Drew ever a part of it? Or he would make still cameos because they record after Love Line. Okay. So if he wasn't out of the building, you could give him for a couple seconds. They'd also get callers okay. who were calling in. They they play him. They weren't allowed to do that. It quickly became mm-hmm. like, oh, you guys can't be doing this here anymore. You have to take it away from Love Line. So it's still the after disaster, but it, it quickly had nothing to do with Love Line. 
Okay. And are Anderson Bryant or Anderson at the most, is he still friends with Dr. Drew or is that tailed off? As we talked about in the bonus episode, they haven't really spoken since Drew bailed on the premiere. Uh, Anderson was hurt by that. Uh, He was really like overwhelmed by Adam watching the movie and then telling him only Anderson could make it, which also I got Anderson booked. I I, I wrote to Adam like, Hey man, us Loveline fans never get anything. Uh, you've had Anderson on a few times. Uh, he's been on the ACS a few times. One time Donnie ruined it because he couldn't tell Adam if they were doing an episode of the Film Vault and Adam was the guest or if they're doing an episode of the ACS and they were the guests. So literally there's a 40 mm. minute episode from right in the Orange Couch days where Adam screamed at Donnie, what show am I on? And Anderson's like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so uncomfortable. And they just, yeah. the episode just went down the tubes. It was nothing. It was like 40 minutes long. It was an abortion. They still aired it uh, as an ACS episode. <laughs> And then he was on wow. again, and it was a more standard episode, pretty good, but it was still like 2011 Anderson and, and Adam's vibe. So it, yeah. it it flowed okay, but when he came back on 2020, uh, yeah. wow. Like he came on that, he did the Adam and Drew show, I got him on there, and that was pretty good. But then when he came on the ACS yeah. in 2020, right before COVID blew up, that changed Anderson's life and his whole dynamic with Adam. I, that one, I completely changed uh, their entire uh, journey. That's amazing. I fucking yeah. I went over there, I slapped that timeline, and it fucking went a different direction. Yeah. No, I'm really, I am really, I'm, I don't love Corolla, but I am really glad that happened. And for Anderson, for Brian, for Corolla, all of us fans, it's like the most healing thing possible. Like they took away all like Anderson's like stuff of, Oh, I was a bad guy. You should have fired me. And Adam doesn't give a shit about any of that. And I tell him every time he says something nice about him, Adam doesn't even reply. I was like, Hey, man, Mm -hmm. Uh, Anderson was saying what a great guy you are. Because Anderson likes to joke, but these things do get to him. Oh, yeah. No, they do. He hasn't talked he to is. Drew since he didn't go to the premiere, and he forbid me yeah. from telling Drew that, so I'm not going to. But I happened to tell it to Andrew to Chris, and Andrew Chris got mm. sad, and he goes, well, I can tell Drew. And I go, I guess I can't stop you. I guess that's true. Yeah. Mm. And does but Brian still has a connection with Dr. Drew? No, I have Drew. Uh, no. Drew got him fired, uh, even though he didn't really, but that happened. And then when he was diagnosed, yeah. uh, he t- Adam told Drew, and Drew goes, six months, huh? And he goes, yeah, that's probably right. I tell him to prepare, you know, get ready, you know, start digging Jesus. a grave. Just give him a shovel, Adam. Okay. Uh, tell his wife to dig it while he wants. Oh, fuck. He wasn't that mean, but he was, he was basically like, no. Yeah, no, no I. But when you knew someone and you decide to not, he's just reach Drew. Out, he's honest. Then, it's his bedside manner. Yeah. He's not going to lie to you. Yeah, and I I don't know Dude, much you got about that. You're gonna die. Alive. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So as we were talking, I just kind of looked at one thing here. This month is also the three year anniversary is of when I started on the show doing all my stuff. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah, just to bring it up and bring it full circle. So. Uh, th- three. I mean, three years. Sorry, did I say three months? No, I, maybe I don't know, but yeah, it's three years. Uh, it's weird. I feel like I've been yeah. hearing about you much longer. Anderson was probably name dropping you before that. Yeah, I was always. Do you want to hear something crazy? Do you Do you remember? Uh, you. Pro- I don't know if you if if you remember, but there was a long time ago where they read a, a someone who reviewed them, not Bill's Emporium, but someone else. Yeah. Who reviewed them and they gave them a really nice review and they read it on air. I vaguely. That remember. was me. That was me. So this is 2012? Yeah, 2012. I'd started listening, 2011, whatever. And I had a blog like the Hollywood Persona when it was first started. I remember the Hollywood Persona. I remember this. Yeah. And then the so, review was from the Hollywood I, Persona. Yeah, I still had the review. I remember this. And that's the first time I was mentioned. Then this was 2011, over 10 years ago. Like, so. 
It's so weird. And, and you know, and I, so I had no idea just... like who you were, or how you're connected to it. And none of the film vault fans, I think we do know each other. There's so many people listening to the show. I have no idea. Yeah. John show was listening yeah. for a while. I don't know if he still does. Uh, yeah. Was... Who knows? Yeah. You'd be surprised. It's, people, uh... people listen to a lot of shows. Oh, they just you... don't tell you like, why am I going to tell you that I'm your celebrity listener? I don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Especially when they find out that like their little movie has been brought up. They'll, they'll slip in. Like I, I reviewed a movie this year called What Josiah Saw, a horror movie that I really loved. The director followed me on Letterboxd and followed me on Instagram because uh, he liked my reviews so much. I'm going to go write one on Letterboxd and say if the director doesn't follow me, I'm going to kill myself. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't even know the director's name right now, but I've seen all his movies. He makes really good movies. But they're really dark and depressing, and that's my my kind of thing. I like it. I'm right there with you, buddy. That's my kind of thing, too. Yeah. Okay, everyone. So thank you for listening to the Film Valders. Um, I'm going to post this on Monday, which will be the third, fourth, which will be the fifth. So you'll be listening to this on the fifth. And then on Friday, I will be posting our top five superhero movies. Uh, Gio, obviously, we need to hear his take on the top five superhero movies. I'm really excited. I'm going to cheat. You're going to cheat? Oh, I'm going to cheat. Oh, there can't be TV shows. Not that way. The other way they cheat. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm Mitch Burns. You can find me at The Hollywood Persona on Facebook. Uh, If you go to my Instagram, I have all my links in the bio there. It's at The Hollywood Persona. Um, We also have my own podcast, which is The Hollywood Persona. I will stop saying that, but you can find me everywhere. Uh, Gio, where can people find you if they wanted to listen to your podcast? Just type GIO for a while. You'll eventually find me. It's in my name like three <laughs> times. Uh, just go to, uh, I guess the simplest way is uh, superfangiovanni.com. It's my website. It's got all links to everything. If you want to listen to the podcast. shows I do or any of the Love Line or Restore or anything else I do, it's all found there. And if you want to find me on Instagram, okay. Giorgio, hit me up. I'll help you out. Find clips. I'll explain something to you or tell you That's why exciting. Anderson said yeah. a mean thing about me 10 years ago. And now we're best friends and it's all water under the bridge. It had to evolve as it had to evolve. It's amazing. Oh, by the I way, Bitch Kern, is that my it. fault? Maybe. I they sent it to me... Brian and Anderson after your Facebook post about Anderson not watching superhero movies, and Avery says it all the time now. He was not in the email chain. They would have had to say it to um, Bitch Merns? Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think I did Kearns. I think I did a K. Oh, well, I know Avery has changed it now to Bitch Merns. Okay. So maybe and it's not my fault. He maybe, he's just, maybe he's just inverted. Maybe, I don't know. And I like that. I'd rather that. The thing that bothers me is the the Mitch Burns because I had drunkenly sent the fan flictions in one night <laughs> and I just so and so I'm sending this email and at the end I'm like signed the in capitals Mitch Burns like I'm like and then You're I gonna re- still hold this against me for 40 years oh my god yeah exactly it's now not it's bad been... though uh, engineer Chris who is uh Logan's cousin who came on to the Corolla show I'm, I think his cousin yeah, I think, no he's not his cousin he's his friend cousin one of the two. Uh, they're, they're both Asian dudes who know each other through nepotism. He came on the Corolla okay. show. He's the current Corolla producer. He stuck around. His nickname is, his name is Chris Loxamana. Adam couldn't remember his last name at the beginning, so he calls him Chris Maxapata. <laughs> Chris does I, not I understand. He's like, but why? Chris is not, he's like, give me Maxi- any nickname. Maxi- why Maxapata? That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you Friday. Thank you for listening. 